It's been a while, but we're here once again with another episode, unfortunately, of The Four Horsemen with myself, Thor and Richard Lewis, and special guest Davey. And our topic of conversation today is the ongoing, I feel like we could have done this show like five times already at various points in history, which is the ongoing Hunden slash heroic saga, which is going to take some explaining because I'm I sure there are going to be people here. Before you do all the timeline, <laughs> oh just God. so I can get my joke off now, I've actually got a mad detail for people with some fire trivia and I'm so legit as a historian. I'm going to bring this up, even though it's actually not a self-brag, a fucking self-own, if you realize I'm mentioning this part of my career again. If everyone knows the now infamous tweet I stupidly made about Luminosity Gaming at the MLG Columbus Major, Davey was one of the actual monkeys. It was his team that was actually shouting every fucking time because Splice obviously was never <laughs> supposed to be in a major. They were the ones going, woo after every round that made Smix made the infamous tweet. And then I just thought... Well, basically, you're saying it's Davey's you're a cunt. I'm not entirely saying that, but I'm sort of implying it. You know, basically, Davey, if you could have kept your dick in your pants, mate, everything probably great with me in Brazil right now. I don't I don't think it would be listen that was the, that was a powder keg waiting to go off at some point in time you know yeah it really is more like he's not 100 blaming me he's just saying he's okay to do it if everybody else wants to that's all yeah exactly fantastic he was at a major okay. is what i'm saying right. was it's, it's, it's already dangerously choppy water <laughs> Monty, right. Monty, yeah i know i know i know all right so we're, we're just gonna preempt this right now and start moving into the timeline because if you're coming here and you don't know CSGO that well, or you've kind of peripherally been following it, in order to have a nuanced conversation on this topic, because it involves transfers of ownership, it involves, it, dude, it's a saga. If you if you are not familiar with this, there's a big, big saga here that goes to cheating during the online era in COVID that implicated numerous players, coaches, teams, everything like that, then spiraled out of control into some uh, back kind of backroom dealings with like scrim footage and strategies to the team transferring ownership and who knew what at which time. And now we're kind of here in a point where there is a very serious ongoing uh, investigation by ESIC, which is an investigative body that looks into cheating and other forms of malfeasance in many esports around the world. You may know they're currently in investigating like a CSGO match fixing scandal as well, which is likely at some point in the future to entrap many of the current Valorant players. That'll be a different show. You can look forward to that one. But let's start with the basics here, which is what happened with Hunden initially? Because Hunden was a respected, sort of respected IGL player in the game, became a coach. So who wants to describe what the cheating was, what the coaching bug was in CSGO and how he and others got caught up in the coaching bug scandal. Cause that's like where it all Davey takes one. Off. Cause it's about the specifics of the game. You know, you must know what it is, David. Sure. Well, the, uh, the, the, uh, like just the bug itself is just yes. where you get yourself in a position. I mean, I don't, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know how to do it. So I don't, I don't know exactly how they went about it, but you get yourself in a position. Oh, story. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, of course, yeah, naturally. They uh, where they get themselves in a position in the map, and then you're frozen there from the spectator perspective for the entire game. You can look around, you can move your mouse, but you can't actually like move or anything. You're just stuck in one position. So hypothetically, which is what I think the the Hunden clip, there was one on Inferno where he had he had just had a sight line on all of Banana, so he could just see everything the T's were doing on Banana. So you could call whether to stack towards B, like oh they're about to execute B, rotate over, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, stuff like that. So you could do it on any map, pretty much in any spot i think so 
to simplify this for people who don't know CSGO, it would be like there's an invisible player in the server looking at a part of the map and the coach would look at this part of the map and then ostensibly relay that information to the players in the game, creating an unfair scenario. In the uh, this was, it was like the Cypher camera in Valorant if anyone's played that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, so you'd be in the sky, like looking at something, you could relay that information. Now this bug it turns out had been in the game for a number of years, but the thing is it was never used because it couldn't be used at land because obviously would, first off coaches don't have PCs at land. They yes. stand behind the team. So it wouldn't have been possible. Um, so it only came into play when the online era began. And I believe London there was, was even some detail, like it used to just happen at random and no one knew how to trigger it. And it's only like in the last few years, wasn't it? That people figured out exactly how you made, you could make it happen basically. And then that's what yeah. people were doing before the game and like setting it up essentially. Yeah. So, <clears throat> London was one of many people who was caught. He was not was the worst abuser. Torches. Yeah, he was not the worst abuser by a long shot. Um, and so what ended up happening was he was coaching Heroic, uh, this roster, which has recently like changed management as well, which we'll get into. Um, but the thing about this particular case is that many, some coaches were fired, obviously. Um, there was a ban from coming in from many of the tournament organizers that said, okay, we, you know, you, your coach, these coaches can't participate for the lengths of time that ASIC, which again is the, the body that we were discussing earlier, that does a lot of these investigations, um, recommended basically, cause they're not a tournament organizer, so they can't really enforce it. But for the most part, you know, I, I tend to follow their restrict restrictions when it comes to flashpoint, everything like that. Uh, so they were not allowed to compete. So what Heroic did was they said, okay, Hunden, you're no longer our head coach. We're going to keep you employed as an analyst. You do your time. And then his time was over. They end up making him head coach again. Is this all accurate portrayal yes. of events, gentlemen? And by the okay. way, interesting detail, when he actually stopped being the coach, about a month later, Heroic fell off from being one of the best teams in the world, went through a slump period, did a roster move, and when he became the head coach again, they became one of the best teams in the world again. So by all accounts, he was a good coach. Yes. Oh, and that's what's so, but you know. <laughs> that's what's so disappointing about this, <laughs> is that uh, he was a good coach that probably didn't need to cheat. Uh, because he had a lot of talent already, was very well respected by the organizations, by everybody in the scene, his players, everything like that. So comes back. And then the why you might say, well, sounds like you guys should have had a show about that. Well, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe we should have. Um, but now there are additional parts to this saga that is now prompting a secondary investigation because a number, he himself has public, publicly come forward with a number of new claims. Isik is now investigating these claims. These claims include things like the players knew uh, that this was happening, which, by the way, guys, let's be real. The players all knew in every team where this was happening, unless they honestly believed that their coach was some sort of fucking psychic. Like, there was that law. Yeah, I, I, I've accounted for that too, actually. Okay. This is, everyone, I know a lot of people have said that, right? But here's the problem with that one, T. Listen, I will say in the Hunden case, I can't be sure because based on the way Hunden's handled everything that's not about being an in-game leader and recruiting people, he seems like a bumbling fool. Like, I could believe he would mis-execute this. But here's the problem. If someone was shrewd, I've always said this in Counter-Strike, it's how you know it's idiots that tend to cheat, unfortunately. Because, for example, if Glaive cheated in Counter-Strike, you would never, ever know. He would just only do it once like a fucking half or he'd do it in a way where it would be info he could have inferred so basically the problem is this if Hunden just didn't overtly basically go like oh don't go banana now like 
who are going to push. Like, unless he, as long as he just said something, like, sure. I'll take that info into my mind. I'd make a read anyway. Like, maybe just like edge towards B on this one. Like, I have a feeling like they might do a little. As long as he was sort of vague, I feel like you could get it past players. Like, That's they could fair. just think there were good reads, you know. Certainly, I believe some of the coaches, like the obvious one, Richard, all the great. I'm sure the hard Legion guy was just straight, yes. just going like he was like commentating the game like similar or something. Like, and they coming up the banana now. Like, you know, I'm sure he was. Well, straight, well, that, remember, know. they had two coaches as well, so it was they had a coach who. Cheated, they replaced him with another coach yes. who had also cheated. So. But essentially, no, I actually, I don't necessarily know if every player knew. I don't, I don't know if it's that clear. I can't know what they said, obviously. That's just speculation on my part. Yeah, I don't even think you'd have to be that sneaky about it, to be totally honest. I think it, it could, it could in the Inferno situation, it could be as simple as Hudden could just call 3B. Like, he, like if they have some setup where, where, where they just play 3B, mm. he would just have to call that. And then if they and then when they executed B, if someone on the team asked him, how did you know that 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 they were going to do that? He's like, oh, I just I just had a feeling based on this nade or blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, you could just, like, say it. You don't even have to have some great in-depth, like, well-thought-out thing of how I'm going to convince my team to listen to me. Like, you're the coach. They're going to listen to you anyways, right? Right, like yes. it doesn't. It, so it, it, I, I don't even think you have to be all that sneaky about it. And I don't. I don't. I, th I would find it super unlikely that all of the players knew. I would find that really unlikely. Yeah, basically, and without going into the other details, which we'll get to. The only reason, actually, why there's sort of doubt placed on the heroic players is because Hunden himself essentially went out of his way to try and claim they sort of helped him do the bug. Yes. And therefore, that's the so, new thing. so that's like a different detail. I'm just saying for other teams, because obviously a lot of like for MIBR had their coach do it for one round. You know, a bunch of other teams with respected players did it i can't really know if those players did know like i don't think everyone was a conspiracy of silence i could certainly be wrong and also worth noting that a bunch of the current players on heroic were not on the team were the one yeah yeah when when this occurred so the, you know there's a lot of a lot of question marks so richard you wrote this article which mm -hmm. uh i will link uh below the below here on the youtube video if people want more information but can you so we arrive here he be he becomes unbanned he's back uh, coaching heroic now, everything seems like it's mostly resolved, except apparently it's not because what happened? Yeah, well, so the reason, so first of all, Hunden decided rather than kind of just take it on the chin, uh, to, and, and you know, just kind of ride off into the sunset, he decided he wanted to do a media tour, which for whatever reason, the Danish uh, esports media decided to indulge him. And as I'm going to get into, and this is all new information I'm going to reveal exclusively on this show, because I've got a pre-written report about this, um, it's it's garbage and nonsense. There is no compelling evidence that points to the players. I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through that nearer, you know, when we get further in. But basically, he was, he was platformed. He was allowed to say he had server evidence. He was allowed to say he had chat log evidence. He was allowed to say he had, you know, irrefutable proof, effectively, although TV2.DK did say um, they wouldn't use the word evidence per se, which I think is very smart of them. It at least gives them an out. Um, but anyway, so he's doing that. Then one of the parts of the evidence that he is relying on as absolute proof um, is the existence of this NDA. And what happened was Eric Askerid who was the heroic chief gaming officer at the time, um, who had been kept on from February. Uh, through the so new he, ownership. Yeah, with the new ownership. So, so we don't... So we, the, 
the ownership changed after the the original scandal happened, Mm. right? And this guy's dead, though. So so the the, the point being it might be relevant to to whether or not we want to impugn this version of heroic. The thing Richard's saying there about the press tour, like which is obviously a bit bizarre, right? Why would all this mm. press just suddenly come out and give someone a platform without actual evidence? In case there's there's an undercurrent here, which is going to get talked about later, which is. The Danish press, I'm just going to say it because I've had direct experience, is in the pocket of Astralis or they have aligned concepts because I'll give you an example of a story that was run in the Danish press that cannot possibly under any circumstances be true, which Mm. is that Astralis, it was claimed on a a Brit, like BTDK or something, it was claimed by like Casper Hid, like Astralis sells more jerseys than FC Copenhagen. Now, if you don't know, that's the top Danish football club who happened to bankroll the rival of Astralis North the guy who literally was in charge of like marketing and like for sales of sponsors of like jerseys from FC Copenhagen basically replied and said how could you possibly know how many jerseys we sell that is private internal information but this story was run as if you know that's that's the headline everyone kept saying wow Astralis sells more jer- than the foot so essentially within the Danish scene Astralis essentially somewhat have the keys to all the doors. And in this particular case, quick background story, Heroic, the organization, once upon a time, was basically owned and run by the people who run Astralis on some level. But when Valve made it that you couldn't have multiple teams at the same tier, they had to sell off Heroic, hence this fucking guy comes in. And then basically they became two separate orgs. But I'm just saying, you could imagine any kind of scenario in which Astralis, who at the time of this cheating scandal in the second time around with London were a team than Heroic. Anything they could do to potentially cast aspersions on Heroic and their players is actually a win for them, essentially, in terms of culture war within Denmark. I'm just setting that up as the ambience. Mm. Here's someone's like American and they don't know any of this stuff, you know, just as a background. And perhaps that played a role in, you know, how I got these documents because an anonymous source is obviously... Uh, let's say disgruntled with the amount of time it's taken Isik to arrive at a conclusion and it was framed to me there was a, a, a kind of fear that the players were going to get away with, with, it, with it so I think what they thought was if they wired the information to me I would look at the information and I would say the players are guilty so we'll we'll come to that in a moment. But let's talk first of all about the NDA. So Eric Askerid was uh again, he's he's been in sort of the two iterations of Heroic we need to keep in mind. Um, although I'm sure that's gonna change. But he and he and Hunden sat down and said the day after Hunden was banned, Hunden said, you know, I've took a bullet for the team. And Eric goes, Yes, and it won't be forgotten. Uh, But what we're going to do now is we're going to bring all the players on board. We're going to bring them all into the fold. We're going to sign a non-disclosure agreement uh, in addition to the existing non-disclosure agreement that says if anybody talks about any cheating, any use of bugs, anything like that, it's under penalty of a a potentially a half a million dollar fine. And this non-disclosure agreement will last 15 years, i.e. the entire life cycle of Counter-Strike. I know you get triggered by all the people who go, it's nothing weird about Riot Games getting everyone who ever fucking breathes inside their HQ to sign NDAs forever that say you get put in the pits of hell if you speak. You know when they claim it, that's just industry standard. I saw people were trying to claim that this is industry standard. Like, well, all teams would do an NDA. I saw an ESL admin make that. Is that I mean, accurate? 
It, it goes without saying. I mean, first of all, the first thing to understand, and sorry, Monty, uh, I, I'm about to insult America. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Amer American lawyers talk the most shit about what is normal because that's how they get paid. And I love a lot of the lawyers. I mean, you guys know I, I welcomed a lot of the lawyers when they first came and landed on the shores of esports. I came down with my fruit baskets, didn't I? And I helped set them up and establish them. And then they've spent their time saying, no, non disclosure, really egregious non-disclosure agreements are perfectly normal it's perfectly normal you'll notice any overreach from a contract is perfectly normal why do they say that because that's what they get paid to write it's not normal and in a lot of cases it's not even fucking enforceable it's you know you'll find in states like california where these lawyers operate a yeah, lot of these ndas are getting fucking batted out of court for being yes. you know too egregious that's, that's what i wanted to say so so first off i i would be shocked look i don't know about danish law okay clearly not an expert here but I would say in the States that uh, my experience with NDAs, not being a lawyer myself, but having worked in law, I would think that these and th this level of NDA, at least in California, would be very yeah. not enforceable. So, well, in also a way, because it's... it compels you to not speak about something that is either unco you know, unethical or potentially illegal, yes. you know? Yeah, yeah. So and and also just looking at this, like w Richard, refresh my memory of the timeline. When was this NDA issued? Was it issued literally, right after? The literally, they concocted it the day after Hunden had been banned. Okay, okay. So it was before the new ownership as well. Yes, um, but I think okay. wasn't the ban something like you know August or September last year? It was sometime. It was right August, right? August thirtieth, and the NDA alteration was like August thirty first. There we go. So this is pl I think this is plenty of time before the sale and the new players came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I understand why they did it, but I don't think this would, I would be shocked if this was held up in any reasonable court in the world, because it's so broad. And also, like you're saying, like it, it, it I would also imagine it depends on the laws surrounding like, uh, you know, sporting within a given country, because if there were strong laws in a country that uh, around like, behavior on cheating in sports and possible match fixing that this would be really not legal um, Another thing that the way cover up that stuff is even though in this particular i'm just going to give you the spoiler i imagine it, we're probably going to find out that there is no evidence for the heroic players having actually done it and basically even though everyone's mad at them big mad and we're all a bit taken out on them because they're newer players to the top and one of them's cadian yeah that's right people like carrigan and Lawrence. that is the real reason you're mad let's be real but okay i get that the emotional part still at a, a fever pitch the problem is this the heroic org, if indeed they did do that, even ask them to do that, could have fucked those players so hard because to a fan who doesn't understand the concept of circumstantial evidence, their logic would be, well, why would anyone sign the NDA unless you guys all knew and you cheated? Like, they couldn't understand, as bizarre as it sounds, that even if you didn't know that the org would want you to sign it just to control the environment. So I get the feeling, unfortunately, that in itself, the, the idea that was even on the table sets a terrible precedent that to a fan makes it seem like no smoke without mm. fire, which is one of the phrases I hate the most because people make shit up all the time. Yeah. Well, and, also, and, also, even sorry. if it's not enforceable, the thing about these, these NDAs and the reason why as a company you might want somebody to sign them is because in the future you could at least threaten them, right? It's scary because like yeah. it could be complete bullshit, but if I'm just a player and I don't know anything about the law and I have way oh. less resources than a team, then I, even the, the team could take you, at least in America, they could like sue you for bullshit reasons but then you have to pay to defend yourself and it's just a whole thing so yeah 
even if it's garbage, like you just don't want them to have a mechanism to kind of even try and take you to court or serve a complaint on you. Well, I mean, the, the other the other problem with this, which not a lot of people picked up on when I dropped my report, because unfortunately the esports audience is populated almost exclusively by teenage morons. Um, you know, not the brightest and best teenagers, even quite sad. Um, they and then us old people <laughs> who are trying to educate these morons, but fuck it, they can just have a dog shit scene. I'm, where just everyone some, I'm just somewhere in the middle there. I'm not. I'm not. Up the, I'm not quite the idiot teenager anymore, but I'm also not old like you guys. So uh, yeah, true. Uh, you trust me, you'll end up old and jaded if you stay in this business. Anyway, the 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 the, the point being that not many people picked up on the fact that this would this would preclude. Uh, any future so uh um you know reporting of someone cheating so let's say hunden had come back and cheated again this contract would explicitly prevent them from doing so so this is why the nda in itself is ultimately disqualifying you can't have eric Askarid anywhere near a competitive team he should be completely ostracized from the scene he should get the maximum e-sick penalties if, if that's within their purview because he has essentially tried to implement a contractual obligation where one of the things you could be penalized for non-reporting of offenses is now codified into how you have to represent their organization that's mm -hmm. unacceptable yeah basically creating a gag order on reporting cheating in the future potentially yes. yeah and and that's the bigger problem um because obviously you've got broad protections in existing contracts anyway you have clauses like you can't do or say anything that would bring the organization into dispute non-disparagement yeah, non exactly there's 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 lots of legislation uh, uh, not legislation but you know what i mean there's lots of contractual um clauses yeah clauses any that of them actually sign it no, they they, no and this is what's interesting because in the evidence that was coupled with the nda uh which i haven't talked about yet because i'm writing a separate article because i feel deeply sorry for the witch hunt around the heroic players which isn't by the way to declare them innocent it's simply to say there is not not yeah, enough yeah. evidence to declare them guilty. Well, we're just disliked players unfortunately like i said for many different reasons i'll, I'll even say i don't think i went too far on my tweet because i will say if they didn't sign the ndas i just hate basically people who have an opinion about every bloody other person's sins and crime stuff but then when it's you katie and you just yeah, I'll, I'll sit this one out. So I, I was never actually saying that means he definitely did it. But I will say, I also don't like the idea that an idiot is probably going to take my tweet. That means he definitely did it. You know. Yes, I, I can tell you internally, regardless of the refusal to sign the NDA, they've all been explicitly advised not to speak about it. Um, so anyway, the and and so that's not really any fault of of his no. or any of the players. They 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 simply can't under pain of potentially being removed from the team. So. Um, Basically, we arrive at this uh, component where I've done the first bit about it. But what's interesting is, coupled with the conversations that I was sent, along with the NDA that I was sent, and I was sent the existing NDA and the amendment to the NDA, there is evidence within that that strongly suggests the players didn't know and that there was players who were threatening to leave the organization over the revelation Hunden was cheating. Which completely contradicts yeah. the idea now uh, that they were colluding. And what's really weird about this is that has not been reported upon, that wasn't included in the TV2.dk framing, who, by the way, have also materially misrepresented what an expert said. I'll get to that. Um, they, they simply didn't include that.
Now, there in the in the logs I was sent, Borup especially said, I will not play with a cheating coach. He's one of the players who's already left, if people don't know. He, that was the first iteration of the team. Yeah. Yes. So he's no longer in the org, and he said specifically, I will not play with a cheating coach. And part of these conversations that were happening between Eric Askerud and Hundam was, how do we bring the players in line? They felt a contract was the best way to do it. But also, Hundam referred to the players as crybabies. That also strongly suggests they were objecting to Hunden's continued inclusion within her, uh, Heroic. There was also Eric was saying, fuck Flashpoint, funnily enough, essentially. And we'll, we'll, it, later. I'm sure we'll bring him up and I'll tell you a few things about him that I know. But I had a question, actually, Richard. When hmm. it all came out in the Danish media, because if you remember, Pimp was offering to go and like, view this evidence they claim to have, right? Yep. The problem is... I believe he did. He talked like, about it in that video, yeah. Like every news story, too many people, everyone sees the first story. Some people see the second story. By the time someone like Richard comes with the actual truth, it filters out and you don't know how many of those first people. So that story always goes around the world. And the problem is the first evidence, which sounded so damning, was like two things. One, it was claimed that like Hunden had this recording of Nico and basically, who also left the team by now, by the way, but basically he had a recording of him where he sort of implies like, ah, oh, we knew about it at the end or something. And then secondly, they claimed there was a server log with Tessis, one of the newer mm -hmm. players, which in which it shows that, you know, he joined with Hunden before for the game so he could go to spots on the map and create sort of the bog so that Honda could go there. Now, were these two things, because as you said, they wouldn't use the word evidence necessarily. That sounds like hard evidence at that point. Like recording of a guy, server log. What Wasn't it essentially later implied there was potentially fuckery with both of those things? So, a couple of points of information and then, you know, I'll stop talking and we can bring somebody else in. But And then I'll go into greater detail later. Right. But just so we understand, the evidentiary standard uh, it, it's nonsense. If I was sent that, I simply wouldn't have published it at all. So, I, I, I without wanting to insult TV2.DK too much, I think they've made a massive editorial lapse in judgment, frankly. And I'll explain why. So, first of all, there is this myth about what server logs can and can't show. I tr uh, tracked down the expert they used. I got a copy of the server logs. Isik has a copy of the same server logs I've seen. I consulted with another expert in server logs, and we are all agreed, including the expert TV2.dk misquoted, we are all agreed that these logs can sim simply do not prove 100% that Tezes boosted Hunden, and server logs cannot show that, and do they, they, it's, it's an impossibility. What we know from the server logs is that prior to a game, Tezes was on the server with Hunden and was Could moving around Could on the server. Practicing a small... But you, also need, yeah, but you also need to think, let's say, theoretically, Tezes did boost Hunden and we could somehow prove that, which we can't. But let's say we could. He would have to know in his mind why his coach was asking him to be boosted, which presupposes he was aware of the bug. That's their hard server log evidence, by the way. And I, and I, I interviewed the experts, part of my investigations, that they used... They quoted him as saying, Hunden's version definitely makes sense. What 
they explained to me was they meant it pr only proves Tezes was definitely on the server. Right. And they took the word definitely and misrepresented it as hard evidence. It also doesn't prove that Tezes was at the PC, though, because hypothetically, if they're playing at the heroic offices, could Hunden not have just gone on Tezes's PC, ran to the spot, boosted himself up there, and then been like, see, look, Tezes knew, and then he always says that in the back of his mind. I'm not saying Entirely he did that. Possible. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just adding in another layer that this doesn't prove anything. If it people really don't hasn't. know heroic, Absolutely. you'll have seen on the cameras, they always played from the same office. They were one of the ones trying to recreate the LAN environment. They weren't in their bedrooms. So you're not, you're not wrong. If they're all logged in and on their yeah. PCs, maybe they leave them on, they go out the room. You're right. You could just create it doesn't even prove that Tezes was actually there. It just pr yes. proves that Tezes's account yeah. was on the server. It doesn't prove. And that so that you Tezes would, doing it. you would absolutely need a, a demo at least to even know this boost took place. So we cannot say one way or the other. So what was presented as the kill shot evidence, it, it simply isn't that. And the and the expert they used refutes the representation they put publicly. Second, this call with nico and and i've got material on this uh which are very strong feelings personally this call with nico didn't happen at the time it happened last august in 2021 a year after the fact 20 but yeah no oh, wait, wait a minute this august you mean oh I yes. mean like a month ago yeah oh, okay. yes and right. why did that happen because it was a last desperate attempt by hunden to ask Nico leading questions to try and get them to, to try and get anyone on the team to confess and break down. And, and, and to clarify, Nico was a player back then who no longer plays yes. for Heroic today. So yes, basically plays, the coach for OG now, I think. And he plays he, for OG. Hunden was calling his former player like a year after this yes. ban was issued. And secretly recording him. Yes. And on top of that. Um, without getting too into it, but I, I really want to advocate for, for Nico here because there is a slight chance he is punished uh, because of self-incrimination. Um, but Nico has a condition, let's say, that does affect his memory. This is medically, you know, this is beyond ref refute. So it's, it's an open secret in the Danish scene. People know this. And his org would know this, Heroic would know this, and Hunden would know this. So essentially, in secret, he has recorded somebody that may not be a even able to accurately recall events as they occurred, which makes him a massive, irrefutable piece of shit to me. Because at that point, you're essentially affecting, you're essentially exploiting somebody that can't defend themselves, and that cannot like be tolerated. He's just fucking yeah. with him. So. And I alluded to that at the time because I knew about it. And now, unfortunately, I think it's, it's at a point where I have to put personal feelings aside and the need for privacy aside. Because if this guy gets punished on that basis, it is a fucking outrage. You want to talk about fruit of the poisonous tree. This piece of evidence is the most fucking poisonous piece of fruit I have ever seen drop from a bow. So in that, Nico said, yes, everyone knew after, the, maybe not in the first instance, but in the second instance. Hunden only cheated in two instances. So what Nico is essentially confessing to, if we take him at his word, which I don't think we should, he is essentially confessing to, on the last instance you cheated, I guessed, because everyone in this context means absolutely nothing. How can Nico know everybody's mind? A year after the fact, we already know Borup 
openly with Hunden's own words was going to leave the team over it, heavily implying he didn't know and didn't consent and didn't collude. Um, so everyone is meaningless because we've got contradictions to that statement. Essentially, what he's saying is, I figured it out after the last time you cheated. So the only crime that we can even reasonably infer is that Nico guessed and then didn't tell anyone. That is it. That is the entirety of the smoking guns. It is a joke, and it is one man's attempt to destroy the reputation of someone he has a poor relationship with. And personally, it is one of the most, like, forget innocent or guilty for a moment. There is, there is, you could not convict on this evidence. And therefore, we should be giving these players the benefit of the doubt, especially given the source that all of this information is coming from. By the way, if people don't know, in a court of law, at least in the UK, the judge would literally, after all the speeches and all the interviews, he would literally instruct the jury that it doesn't matter what your personal feelings are about who is who is on in the dock and what they've done, unless you think beyond a reasonable doubt that they are guilty of the crime, not that you suspect it, not that you think they could have, not that like the story was... Unless you think beyond a reasonable doubt they are guilty, you must actually say they are not guilty. It's not that they're innocent, actually. That's not what a court case actually finds or not. It's that they are not guilty. Guilty is an extremely yep. serious thing, because obviously when you're guilty, they can throw the book at you, potentially. So I'm just going to put that out there. I know fans will, unfortunately, never have that evidentiary standard. They will go off emotional feeling and what they think, because it's just an opinion, right? But in court, that is what would actually happen in that case. So based on what Richard said here, Lord of this would be... I, like, first of all, the interview might just be tossed out because it's secretly recorded. The logs don't show anything, and the et expert would basically say it in an interview in court. Actually, I didn't say that at all. You know, it's misrepresented. So as far as I can tell, yeah, the problem with this whole situation is everyone's gut feeling was like some people thought like Monty will ever almost anyway, and other people just thought, well, I don't like these players, so it's a great angle to sort. It's like, basically, it's just a fucking rod to beat them with, isn't it? So I have to say, I even felt the feeling myself. of like, did these fucking players know? Like, you notice how I didn't wade in, though, like some people. And I have to say, beyond this, like, at the moment, it doesn't feel like we can possibly know what the players fear. It's a total yeah. black box. To just, me. just finally, I just want to, I just want to add. Now, there may be more evidence in existence. I don't know if I've seen the entirety of the evidence, but I, I, I have seen all of the evidence that has been presented publicly in the media, and I think it is garbage. The other thing too that you have to consider is that even if this, even if this is a smoking gun in the Nico case. You you would have to by using this evidence, you would basically be setting a standard and a precedent that people could re secretly record each other and then send that information to Isik, which also I think is really dangerous. So like Isik kind of has to grapple with this ethical issue of a single party consent recording and whether they want to be to ethically accept that evidence in the future, which is something else entirely right so you know even if it was which it you know as far as we know is not but even if it was absolutely damning evidence whether you accept that or not is an entirely separate conundrum baby yes your thoughts well, I think that, I mean, overall going, like, you know, l looking back on it, I, like, like I said, originally, I think it would be very difficult 
for the players to have known even if nico hypothetically had been like oh by the end of this i i figured it out you know i i've, I've sort of felt these reads that you were getting they were too good and i all of a sudden figured out that you were using this coach bug that we didn't know about until like right now like how would they even have had the concept of the of hunden using the coach bug with nobody knew about it right mm -hmm. if hunden was the only one who knew about it or or if they if they did know about it and they knew other teams were potentially using it, but they thought, oh, but our coach would never do that, right? Like that, it's just a weird one. So I bet they didn't even know the, that the bug existed to begin with. I bet it was a thing that coaches maybe had like, you know, figured out or spread around amongst each other. But I, I, I doubt that they even knew the coach bug existed in the first place. So I doubt maybe Nico figured something was fishy after some evidence came out or something, but I doubt that he actually even knew they were doing it at all. Or that yeah, by the way, all. one of the problems with this case is that because apparently this would happen at random and it's claimed by Starix, by the way, someone who cannot be trusted himself like Hunden, once you have repeatedly lied about the same exact case and said <laughs> things that differ, then we can't have to throw it all in the fucking trash. You can't just choose the part that fits your confirmation bias and go, well, let's just listen to this like murderer and liar here oh i said he didn't do this one i did law so the problem is starix is the guy who claims like i, I and he might have even said everyone like knew about this bug in 2015 or something mental even though yeah. unlike the others he didn't apparently come forward and say that it happened by the way hunden actually at the beginning of this case suppose it was one of the people who sort of like offered oh i did do it in this way or whatever like, he initially cooperated so i have to say this is something where if it was known it was kept as a secret in internally by certain coaches because Davey yeah. saying he didn't know wasn't a joke there I've never heard anything like this and I've heard other things about people cheating and things people got away yeah. with and that whole thing like a couple of years ago there was the whole rumour with a lot of top pros that like Astralis players knew like a secret smoke exploit and stuff that's real that was behind the scenes people thought mm -hmm. that that was a real thing so I, I have to say Davey this I've known a lot of stuff about cheating I've never heard of this person I was shocked when this story came out and people were claiming it was from years earlier yeah, I, I didn't speak to any players. Like, obviously, I'm not, I'm, you know, you're not in every circle. Just because you're a pro player doesn't mean you talk to everybody and you're very close friends with everyone, right? That's not the case. But I, I've, I've been going to events professionally since 2014, right? And I didn't know, I, don't, I didn't speak to a single person who had heard about this. When people had lost games, they never thought, I wonder if they were using that cheating bug thing. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, that wasn't even something that got brought up ever. So as a, as somebody who lost a fair bit of games, if I had known about that, I might've, I, that might've been in my mind. Maybe that's why I'm losing, you know, maybe that's why, but I'm telling you, people didn't know about it. Well, and the other thing that's is, is how that... the smoke exploit thing became yeah. famous is people just bitched behind the scenes. The yeah. ones who didn't know it just were like, oh, they're too good. They must have an exploit. And then it just became like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They kept repeating him though. It turns out it was just like a bloody setting with like a dot that you saw every now and then. Like they totally well, overblew it. It's also that there were different levels of using this exploit. Like the Hunden one, as we said, was not particularly egregious compared to other people. So it seems more plausible given the limited use of it that the players might not have known. And there's also a third option here, which is that the players might have chosen not to know in that you might think, hey, it's a little weird that this guy knows this or that he's changing the strategy or that he's calling it differently or, you know, there might be some implied knowledge. But a lot of people will just do the ostrich tr trick and put their head in the sand, right? And just like say, well, I, I, you know, they don't want to know the answer to that question, right? Because they want plausible deniability. And so they'll just ignore it. Don't ask so, it's yeah. definitely an option, but I think that that's not 
near like that's just not uncommon enough of a thing for a for a player to even consider that strange because in in the middle of a game you are constantly changing and adjusting your strategies to fit what the other team's doing so that does like like you're, you know you don't you don't play a whole counter-strike game knowing exactly how you're going to play out each round right so i think that if a coach was just like changing a strat on the fly and then it works the, then then as a player you'd be like all right Good. Good job. That's your job. <laughs> Good. You did great. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, like you, yeah. you wouldn't really, or at least I wouldn't overthink it. Maybe I'm just an idiot, but I wouldn't overthink it. I would be like, great. My coach is doing his job. Awesome. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so like as Richard says, the reason also, I don't think it would be that obvious to guess is he only used it twice. He used it in like yeah, two yeah. games or something. It's not like, that's why I gave the hard legion example. That guy basically just back to back to back, just used it all the time. Ridiculously. So against like tons of opponents, basically, like, he was the most egregious example of it and as we should say there was another coach who also then did it for the same org which adds to the idea that it was just a thing that team did in this scenario if you just did it in two maps mate anyone could just make a nice read on two maps like that's yeah. it's not like you know wow for a whole month he's just fucking reading every team like that that might start to make you suspicious you know he's leveled up twice as much. well just, just as a twice. point of information as well what makes it even more absurd that you would expect the heroic players to know is that in one of the series they lost, fucking right? lost yeah <laughs> so how would you come over defeat and go, man? My coach was cheating his balls off. You wouldn't yes. even think it. It, it, it. His entire his in the, the the postulation going in that that they you can see that they you know they've cheated. It, it, it uh, it's just it was nonsense from the start. And he's had a year of still sort of working with the organization and being close with the players to get compelling evidence. I guarantee, if you give me one year and I want to fit someone up. For something Easy. they did or didn't do, yes. I can get enough. Why? Why that? That alone tells you how thin this is. By the way, I'll also point out the. Are you noticing a trend here? How I keep reminding people of the fucking the the hidden hand behind the scene. The first person to ever accuse the heroic players out of the whole scene, to my knowledge, was when Nicola Nyholm formerly owned Heroic many years in the past, and obviously is in the rival team, Astralis, he tweeted, not about Hunden, he tweeted all the names of the players tagged and said, like, I want like I want you guys to come down to my office and explain that you didn't know about this cheating. By the way, implying that they did, again, with no evidence. This is way before any of this, like, supposed evidence came out a long time later. So he sowed the seeds in the minds of at least Danish fans, I'd imagine, that, like, these guys knew about the cheating and you know what? In fact, he even inferred a worse version of what I was implying that they have to literally come to his office. Who the fuck are you, by the way? You're not fucking King Solomon to decide these cases, you daft cunt. They had to come to his office and if they don't, the implication is they cheated. You are never compelled to go to a private third party fucking independent citizen and just display your innocence and prove that you didn't do something which by definition cannot be proved. So I'll just say he sowed the initial seeds way, way, way back, which is also, by the way, slight side tangent, why it's outrageous that then a few months later, a story came out, rumour, Hunden will be replacing Zonic as the coach. Oh yeah, of which we'll team? that. Astralis. So like, essentially again, <laughs> even if at the end, Maybe Nikolai, or believe it or not, actually just shout from the peanut gallery. He somehow always has a little bit of it, a little bit of influence over these situations when it's a rival org. I notice. So, by the way, everybody, we're still doing the backstory on this whole thing because yeah. we're not even done yet laying out the facts. Because you might look at this ten-layer deep shit cake that we're currently building for you, and you might think, how could this shit cake contain any more depth of feces than it already has? Well. 
There's even more. There's more layers. There's shit frosting on top, which is that now it's being revealed that he was attempt. Hunden was attempting to leak strategies to a rival team. So can can you pick up the facts on this one, Richard? Because it, it gets even weirder. Right. Yes. So somewhere in the mix, um, and how we ended up with Hunden basically trying to throw these players under the bus with flimsy evidence is that one of the teams he cheated against, Danish rivals Astralis, are apparently set to lose their legendary coach, Zonic, who has been an integral part of their success for the past few years. Now, there's not really uh, a, a, a glut of Danish coaching talent. So At even though... Use the bug. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, almost all of the Danish coaches have at some point... Uh, uh, use the bug and so why not go with the most successful one and obviously cut your big local rivals off at the knees essentially and so, you need talent for Astralis if you're going to lose players he's the number one talent scout in Denmark he brought through all the big names so by mm -hmm. the way as much as I'm sort of throwing egg in his face by the way if you hadn't have done that tweet it would even be the move I would say Hunden's the guy you take to Astralis it's the logical move yeah and so they, they reached out to him. It was all agreed upon behind the scenes. And then Astralis and Heroic are set to go to IEM Cologne at the time and compete there. Now, for whatever reason, and again, uh, I do believe Hunden has said publicly this was about abuse and mistreatment and about pangs of conscience, which, of course, we know he has no conscience. He's a piece of shit. Um, he said that oh, he started having problems with the heroic management. And for whatever reason, they put a statement out saying, Hunden's not going to travel with us to IEM Cologne. We've lost trust in him. And people were like, oh, what's going on here? And they played their tournament, and then it transpired after IEM Cologne. Hunden, in some sort of just insane act of hubris, I mean, this is a convicted cheater doing this. I don't even know why he would do this. Decided to... Try and share Heroic's strats with the team he was going to join, Astralis, uh, knowing that they could potentially play each other at that competition. And in addition to that, locked out all of the Heroic players and staff from accessing the coaching strats that they'd contributed to, which he was specifically paid to create for Heroic, that Heroic owned essentially, and he locked them out of a shared drive. This came tumbling out. Heroic Hunden uh, himself went first and said, you're going to hear some rumors, guys, but I, I tell you, all I did was share <laughs> anti-strats. That's all I did, which, by the way, you we may notice... You should ask Davey about this, by the way, yeah. because I noticed, Richard, this is one thing that I think, again, took legs and went mental. All these Reddit experts, Davey, who know everything about every topic and are all fucking bodybuilders and have Lambos and fuck tens only and they don't like nines with knobbly knees. All these cunts on Reddit and know every legal case without even knowing the evidence. They they all said anti-strats though in it you know it wasn't yeah. strats it was anti-strats and they go so what's that really you know you just tell them like he's behind a barrel what like what would you say to that isn't an anti-strat essentially just a strat so okay so in this 
in this meta specifically right now, just to break down really quickly, sort of the history yeah. of CS metas, there, there was a while where we had that, that sort of four, one meta with the hard lurkers. You're happy. You're get right. You had four people taking map control somewhere else. One person trying to, trying to t catch those timings on, 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 on the rotations. Right. Then you always, there was that meta where I think Ty Lu came into the scene like 2015 and they threw this five smoke execute on Mirage and Kaboom did a similar one. And everyone was like, oh my God, we need five smoke executes everywhere. Right. And that sort of got rid of the lurker meta. And then now the meta we have right now, especially with the online CS is very defaulty and very free flowing where one person takes map control here that creates space somewhere else. You need to, you need to fill that void immediately. Right. Same thing with CT side. That's, that's the, the meta. So in the current meta, like anti-strats would be your reactions to certain situations that would be, which is the entire meta of play yes. right now yes. is how, is how you react to things happening on the map. You, it, the entire meta right now is reaction based counter-strike. So mm -hmm. anti-strats in this current meta would have the most impact, I think in any previous meta of counter-strike, I think this would be like the biggest one. And to answer the, the obviously just, just the, the uh, base question, anti-strats are just strats. Yes, and and to even add to and and to add to that, well, the name sounds well. ridiculous. Obviously, themselves came out and said it also showed, you know, tendencies for certain opponents, the way they would play some of their defaults. It was it was deeper than just if situation X occurs, you do Y, yeah. right? So, exactly. No, but apparently nobody actually clicked on this link that was sent. Right, that's the yes. thing is that allegedly this is amazing writing. If this was one of those fucking HBO drama series, that's what they'd reveal on the second to last episode. Like, but but nobody accessed the link. Like, how deep does this fucking rabbit hole go? Well, Get me I out of the matrix. Get me I, out. I, I, I can actually answer that, Duncan, because, you know, I've done extensive... I mean, I've really done a deep dive on this because I feel so aggrieved for the heroic players, especially Shush and, and Refresh, who weren't even there when any of this right. happened, and yet they're being called cheaters um, when they've never even worked substantially with Hunden. You know, it's, it's madness. And... Um, I I love a good story, and because I've worked in esports for 16 years, um, I'm conspiratorially minded uh, in the sense that they're, they're not conspiracy. Well, they are conspiracies. You it's cynical. They, they no, but I mean they exist. They what? are. Everyone's conspiring to fuck over everybody else to improve their bottom line. It's like you know the the equivalent of the JFK assassination happens every week in esports, right? It's like you're not mentally ill when you when the, sure. the, the, these things happen. You're not. You know, there's no need for this. Just tune to buy the numbers every week. We have all. I have all yeah. the latest. Nihon ones. You know, Richard tends to go with team like Hastro. Maybe we get all. Mm. You know, we we weave between the lines every now and then. Yeah, but that being said. Um, I I would would have loved this story, and Monty, you'll appreciate this because you know you're from. The I wanted this to be true. What Richard's not say, I want so it you to be know true. about how good esports corporate yes. espionage can get, yes. right? Uh, but unfortunately, uh, there is absolutely no substantiating evidence, and in fact, every party I've interviewed, every line of inquiry I've followed, all the suggestions are the minute. Well, all the evidence. It suggests the minute Hunden tried to give these straps to Astralis, they were like, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want this. We've not induced you to do this. Do you understand? And so they immediately went and cooperated with ESIC. And one of the reasons it got shut down so quickly, and ESL were on it, and ESIC were on it, and Heroic were on it, and Astralis were on it. And one of the reasons Astralis's name hasn't popped up again, yeah, sure, I'm sure their friends in the Danish media don't necessarily want to be uh, put in 
their name adjacent to you know unethical behavior but the 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 reality is they actually picked up the phone themselves and were like this is bad we want you to know we you know we're not doing anything so hunden is such a cretin as well as a piece of shit he didn't even have the next big move in the master plan secured before he tried to execute it yep. the guy is is the guy fucked himself over for no for for no reason for literally no reason it will go down as one of the worst decisions ever made by anyone in the history of esports <laughs> which is so insane to say that considering esports is just a joke this people don't know he essentially didn't even have any gain or profit to actually get at the as far as we can tell he just decided to throw gasoline on every single thing in the house and then just himself as well and then set it all on fire like he had yeah, nothing to well, give it this it, was no nothing there was no mastermind plan behind this it, 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 and it's very important to note that he had already like done his time right he, he yes. was a minor yeah. cheater compared to other people in the original yes. scandal his punishment had concluded, meaning that he could collect big checks being a coach again. So he just went out because they banned him from Cologne, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, journey with me into the mind of Hunden momentarily and let me know why do you think he did this? Because he could have just kept being the coach of heroic, not tried to screw over these players, not tried to reveal that he was sending opponents data containing their strategies. Like why would he do this? I'll just very quickly say, the only thing as far as I can tell is the guy just emotionally reacted and wigged out because Heroic didn't take him to the first big LAN in ages. And obviously, I'm sure he thought he had some amazing strats and all the rest of it. Maybe they were, who knows? And then for some bizarre reason, even though that in itself wasn't the end, then just decided to start burning players and fucking everyone. Because the way, reason it's crazy is this, Monty, right? In a world where Heroic kicks him, right? There, is, there was a story. It seemed credible that Strauss was going to pick him up. Maybe that's not happening anymore because of how bad it is, right? Even so, that wasn't even the end. This is why the guy's a moron. As long as he didn't, are you ready, show himself to be totally untrustworthy to the orgs he worked for, which is exactly what he did, there are so many orgs. I would have even gone to orgs that are smaller and said, look, even if it's off the books, hire this guy as your talent scout or let him run the scrims at home. He is fucking money. Yes, he's a, yes he did some mistakes but he paid his time and he could absolutely have had a job by the way at the moment the most thin on the ground talent job is GM is the guy who finds and signs the players this guy was a shoe in the second he wanted that gig it's also not even a job where you have to be in the server you can just be the back room guy front room guy and front office guy signing the players finding the players like it, essentially this the only way he could completely make himself a pariah and exiled was to do exactly what he did and I do do not see any gain. I cannot figure out any gain. That's why I even liked the angle Richard was alluding to that it was like a secret ploy by Ashraz and they set him up last second because that's oh. the only way I could ever see. Like, at least someone had to tell him, like, oh, if you do this, like, there'll be something to gain later. As far as I can tell, unfortunately, he was just a fool. Yeah, and it, it, it just comes down, I mean, based on everything I've seen, it literally just comes down to like some sort of insane dispute. It's 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 a it's a classic esports story because it's entirely based on hubris and stupidity. Um and and what ha what effectively happened was Hunden had convinced himself in his mind he had took a bullet for the team one year prior and therefore deserved all of this respect. 
him and Eric worked on these statements that they were going to put out. The original plan, as I said, when I said when they were discussing "fuck you" a flashpoint, they were going to say any competition that doesn't mirror E6 bands or isn't signed up to E6 as an exclusive partner, Hunden will be there and Hunden will be coaching. That was the original way they were going to play it. The org, I mean, Eric, this Eric Askerid character didn't even seem to think it was that big a deal. You know, he was, which again is ultimately disqualifying for him. But somewhere along the line, um, when Hundam wasn't getting, you know, he either wanted to leave or he wanted more money or it was, you know, take your pick. Uh, he decided he was going to tap the fuck out, and when he didn't get his own way, he had a tantrum so spectacularly stupid and ineffective. The only person it fucked over was himself. It, it's it's staggering, and there's simply no there, there there is no meta narrative to this. There's no conspiracy. Astralis aren't involved. Um, they, it, it, it's, it's literally like he just absolutely fucked himself over. And now as he sinks beneath the waves, because he understands he can't come back to CS ever now, regardless he of his still tweets about the games. Like, did you see that? It's like, no one wants to hear me. No, yeah, no but this it's is, this like is, people do that. Who asked? This is the delusional should just say that to this guy. Every he, single tweet should be, who asked? Who asked have you come? ever, have you ever seen, for example, um, the story. I know we've all watched The Sopranos, right? You know the story arc with Big Pussy, Pussy Bump and Sero, uh, and what he does is he becomes an informant, right? Yep. And he keeps saying, "You're gonna have to deputize me." Hey, maybe I can join the FBI. And he he completely deludes himself into thinking: a) he's not going to prison; b) he's not a rat; c) he can have like a normal life after what he's done. Hunden is big pussy, like uh, without any of the Wait, cool aspects yeah, of his personality. In many ways. Just yeah. the shit version, right at the end before he gets murked on the boat. And you know he's still talking about the game as if he's ever going to be involved again. Yes. That will never happen. You will not be welcome in Valorant. You will not be welcome in CS. You need to now get on with your life uh, because everything you've done is is again utterly disqualifying. You can never work around players. You can never be trusted within an organization. You certainly don't care for the welfare of players that have you know underlying conditions. You are a a fucking snitch, a rat. That you might even, as I said, there's a law in Denmark where yes, it's a one party consent law, as in anyone on the call can record it. But the minute you share a call that is assumed to be private, that could very well be against the law, by the way, depending on the interpretations. So what else can be said about this guy? Is it, it, Does he have any redeeming qualities? Not as I see it. And I can't see anyone taking a punt on him in esports ever again in the future. He's done. By the way, I want to get, did, did you have a perspective on like what he could have thought or what was going through yeah. his head, Davey? Yeah, so I was thinking, so obviously I agree, and I think what you guys were saying is probably the most likely scenario, and maybe that, you know, maybe mine will sort of play into that, was th I thought that maybe when he sent that to Astralis, and they immediately were like, whoa, bro, like, what, what the hell are you doing, right? What if he thought that, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting in trouble here, this might make me look bad to Astralis, maybe they won't hire me after I'm done. What, uh, maybe I need to show them that I'm going to be, like, loyal to them now, and, you know, he's free and he's not thinking straight, and he just sends it over as, like, a, it's like a don't worry, guys, I'm, I'm on your side, don't worry, you know, still hire me, right? Maybe that, maybe that was part of it, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know the guy, but I think that, because uh, I, I feel like there must be 
it, there must have actually been some thought pro like in his in his mind he must have thought he was doing something to help himself right otherwise you, you, you wouldn't have done that so he must have thought for whatever reason that that was going to be something that helped him so i was trying to think of how he may have thought that and that's really all i could come up with I, I could, here's the thing i could take that because here's the angle it essentially the, the short he obviously doesn't understand by the way what a terrible precedent you set it when you burn completely your old employer that your new employer isn't going to go well jokes on him it's not me well it is going to be me in a minute if i hire you that's what every employer now thinks they go well, i can't trust you you'll just well, fucking turn on me and wreck the place so i actually think in that scenario if he doesn't understand that principle davy he easily could stupidly think that by saying to astralis look i know i'm about to be out here so i'll just basically betray them like that gets me in with you right even astralis who uh, scumbags themselves even they might be like well fuck if you'll just do that to us then if we don't like yeah i don't think he got that principle so that's not totally implausible yeah. Especially because they didn't, you know, when the original thing that happened, he was protected by heroic. He was kept on their payroll. They moved him, you know, they, they covered for him. Right. So yeah. like, I, I feel like if you're heroic, you're probably feeling betrayed in your, in, in and of yourselves. But if I was looking at this from the outside as somebody to hire, even if he is a wonderful coach, I think, wow, look at the lengths that they went to continue to pay him. Right. And to continue to keep him on the roster, promising he would get his coaching spot back. Like, saving him in many ways yes. and they went out on a limb and he still did this right so clearly everything's in play at this point in time yes yeah totally um it's it's just you ridiculous. could argue he was you could argue the heroic org until the cologne thing were more loyal to fucking hundred than the players who we don't even know if they did anything they were pressuring player off you know like i'm sure later in the conversation we're gonna talk about the heroic org because they, they seem kind of fucking shady themselves and also small note because i don't know how the laws are worded in denmark obviously but in canada uh, it's a very similar thing legally like anybody can record a recording but if it if it was a private conversation and both both uh, people understood it was a private conversation and then that gets leaked out publicly um or sent out or you know tried to try to be used against them that actually based on the wording falls under the the uh the the revenge porn act in Canada, yeah, right. which is a lot more significant than just uh, sharing a thing. Because if, if you're intentionally trying to demean someone's character using a private conversation, even though you, you could legally record it, you couldn't legally share it because that right. would be revenge porn. And I don't know how it, I don't know how the laws are worded in Denmark or in the I, EU, I've for example. Here if you want, uh, yeah, it's it. uh, calls and conversations may be recorded by any active participant with no requirement to make other parties aware of the recording, but forwarding or playing calls considered private uh, is illegal. Uh, this was also uh, a, a matter of, uh, I believe, a class action suit from the Danish Data Protection Authority. Uh, in 2019, they did a ruling that even for the purposes of big companies recording your data when you call into customer telephone yes. calls, they have to require like affirmative consent because they're going to forward those calls on to other parts of the business and share them around for training exercises. So in Denmark, they're pretty big on the privacy aspect. Yes, you can record a call for protection purposes, but what you cannot do is just wildly distribute it. Now, obviously, I don't know what's happening. There's an ongoing lawsuit between Heroic and Hunden. I don't know what, what avenue that goes down. But, you know, to Monty's point earlier, um, the last thing you want to do is is having ESIC kind of like try and straddle this world where they're a global investigative body and everyone has different laws about different, you know, what you can and can't do with recordings. I mean, just in America alone, it varies from state to state. 
So um, yeah, they could find themselves in a nightmare scenario, and I I I think the the better the better aspect of this is that the people who are submitting the evidence need to be aware of what they're potentially doing and how it can potentially legally impact themselves. Well, and based on all that and everything you said so far, I mean, I think that if Nico does uh, face some form of punishment for this, right, and ends up getting, you know, banned or suspended or whatever you want to call it, I think, again, not a lawyer, but uh, I think based on uh, the way that that's all gone down, I think he has a real serious case. Oh, like defamation case. Absolutely. Yeah. Defamation, yeah. It, depending on how the laws work, it could it could fall under, because like I said, the, the, the revenge porn act here is like, it's, it's more significant, right? It's, it's more serious than a simple defamation case. It's actually criminal, yes. right? So like that could be, um, that could obviously play a factor in that as well, especially if Nico faces, faces punishment for it. By the way, I will say, because I actually have an, a very short anecdote, right? When we had the whole thing going on with Flashpoint, where initially I was told when we were coming on, we got a Stralis side. So I already thought, oh, check, right? We've got the best team. That's going to mean other teams come. That's why I was so confident about the project. But then I got this inkling, like, I don't know, I'm hearing vibes that they're not coming, though, Stralis. How's that possible? You said they're signed. And then it only later emerged step by step that they sort of had signed, like, sort of initial thing that had a caveat that if other teams came specific, then we'd do it, right? So essentially, it was worded in a very vague way initially although it's quite specific and then they sort of went oh sorry and then when that happened right I remember saying to them like if they really signed this thing in this way and it turns out they in any way themselves as a side tangent they actually themselves sort of made sure the caveat couldn't take place by encouraging others to join I said couldn't we potentially like sue them wouldn't there be a world in which that would be like you know they wouldn't have had the best intentions and signed the contract in good fit and I remember being told like yeah but it turns out the problem is like some of this might be under like Danish law and it's like, and we're all American companies. And I remember just saying, I even said it, Monty, you were there. Like I said, like, why the fuck are we fighting battles in someone else's home ground where we don't even know the fucking rules? Like, why well, wasn't this all done under California law where you fucking guys all live? Like, what, you're telling me none of you know Danish law? And we're just going, I'm pretty sure they have to join. But uh, I haven't checked it right. So, yeah, all I'm going to say is if you're a random fan, just because you've seen a fucking episode of Perry Mason or something, you do not know whether they are guilty or not in a court law. Like, we'd have to know the specifics of the country, the specifics of precedents, as they said previously, that have been established. It's not as simple. Like, you can't, you cannot, without the information, know what a, what 12 people in a jury would think of a fucking case and whether you'd be guilty or not. It's actually incredible. That's the reason why lawyers get paid and can argue all sides of a case and a million possible angles and they win outrageous cases and they lose show fight. It's, it's way more complicated. The law is not something that's just like, they don't just literally look down a rule book and go, yeah, that's 10 years for you. Actually, you just go to prison now. Like that ain't how it works, guys. <laughs> By the way, I, the sad thing is, I think we're actually only up to like, and that brings us to today. <laughs> so Richard, what is this new information? What is the new info? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so obviously a large part of that is the breakdown in the evidence. I mean, I've got aspects of the uh, the uh, I've got the transcript of the call uh, in front of me, and I mean, again, I, I put it put it this way: the right the Danish scene um, in regards to this have been ridiculous, and uh, everybody seems to think, and I've had this said to me by one of the sources I interviewed, this is the biggest scandal in Danish esports, and it's like, it's not even the biggest fucking scandal this week, you mad cunt, because if essentially what we're talking about is, and all, again, all the evidence points to, that maybe, maybe, after the second use of the bug one player thought that they might have known about it 
and then didn't report. Now, obviously, if you suspect someone's cheating, you should go and tell somebody about 100%. it. Right? No one's disagreeing with that. But if you don't know and you've just got an inkling, how can I put it on you that you must go and file a report with an investigative body saying you suspect somebody of having done something and then pass that off to investigate they investigate? And if you don't do that, you are then under penalty of being banned yourself should that individual ever decide suddenly out of the blue to start secretly recording you and trying to, you know, retcon what actually happened in that situation over the course of a year. You simply cannot, in my opinion, based on what I've seen, you can't ban any of these players. And I'll read you. This was this was a part of the call that was specifically highlighted as being incriminating. Right? So you tell me how incriminating this is, and I'll read it to you. Uh, Hunden, that being said, now that we're here talking, I don't know if it might be for the better to go out and tell the truth. I mean, for the five of you to do it. I mean, you were ready to go out and tell the truth the last time, also with Rene, that you had been a part of it. That's Tezes. Tezes, yeah. Um, I know it might end up, and I don't think they're going to end up banning you guys anyway. I don't think Isik has the resources to do anything about it, honestly. Now, in that paragraph, you can see that Hunden is attempting to induce Nico to confess. Yes. Not very well, but yeah. By <laughs> you probably even get away with it, bro. <laughs> by proffering the idea that Isik wouldn't ban him if he publicly came out. Which, of course, is nonsense. They absolutely would, and they would have to. So this is what I'm talking about when he's deceiving people. Now, Nico's response to that was, nah, I don't know. I think we will just, I don't know, take it chill and see what, and then tails off and says, I'm going to talk to OG about what is going to happen and stuff. Hunden responds, yeah, yeah, of course. You never told OG what happened? And Nico said, yeah, they knew from the beginning because I told them. And what the inference there is that Nico told them, oh, yeah, we were all in on it. We were, we were all cheating the whole time. Thanks, new employer. Uh, but, of course, what he really means is I told them that there's this mad shit going on with Hunter behind the scenes and we might be investigated by Isik. That's just way more plausible. That is considered, that exchange I've just read to you, that is considered a key component in the case. That's how thin it is. I find it funny that even in that that first you know statement from Hunden, he says Isik doesn't have the resources to ban you, which is why you should go confess to them. They won't ban you. But if you go confess to them, then they don't need the resources to yes. do the to, to do the investigation. So yes. them not so them not having the resources, it's like okay, maybe true. So that's why you should go tell them. Well, like, no, if, if you were actually guilty, that would be the opposite of what you should do. If they don't have the resources, don't say shit, right? Like, that would be, that would be what you would do. There was one other detail we forgot, which, again, establishes that Hunden cannot, categorically cannot be trusted any which way, by the way. Everything he's ever said, as far as I'm concerned, is up for question and potentially a lie, which was that when yep. Isik started looking into this shit, Hunden came out in a hysterical tone and started saying shit. Richard will know the exact specifics, but the 
gist of it was, like I talked, like the ASIC guy, they wouldn't even contact me or talk to me. And then when I sort of said, like, but I want to talk about this, they were like, and I'll tell you what, if you say anything, I'll ban you for five years instead of two years. Which if you actually go and look at what they were really talking about was a complete misrepresentation, perhaps not even intentionally, by a moron who doesn't understand context. And as far as I know, what actually happened was Ian Smith from ASIC said, if you try to appeal this, and this is put, Hunter didn't say this part, to an independent body who aren't me and ASIC, then guess what? They might give you five years because if they ask me, I will recommend five years. Yes, yes, exactly. It wasn't like if you don't do what I say now, I just make it five instead of two. So what way is it going to be, Hunter? Which is how he almost presented it, right, Rich? Mm. (laughs) Completely. And look, I... I, there's there's an aspect to this that Hunden, of course, has overlooked, and that is that I believe, um, without speaking on behalf of Isik, because remember, my relationship with Isik, while good, is still essentially a one-way flow of information, and, you know, on on the times it does occasionally flow back, it's like, yeah, this will be happening on Wednesday, uh, and I get, um, and then, of course, it happens a year later, Uh, and then I I do get press releases uh, 24 hours before they go public. Uh, that's it. That's the extent of the great ESIC relationship that we have. So I'm not pulling this information from them or, or speaking on behalf of them. But um, that being said, I think that, that they've been incredibly generous by not going back into what Hunden said. There is a code of conduct that you agreed to with ESIC. If you lie to an ESIC inquiry, there can be further penalties. They should have, for me, tacked on another two years for lying the fucking first time and giving him a four-year ban for the twin offences of one trying to subvert the outcome of a tournament and two having lied in a previous investigation so the idea that by simply saying you probably shouldn't appeal this because if it goes to an independent body i will recommend you get the maximum sentence we can impose which is five years this cunt should be fucking over the hills and far away we're like fucking you know double five-year bans for me you know what he what he's done as well is already overload an entity that i mean he sure this shouldn't be a consideration for Hunden, who's trying to save his own skin, but he's overloaded an investigative body that's already overloaded. Every second wasted on this cunt is a second that we're not getting match fixes. He has irrefutably harmed the fabric of the scene because of his d- decision to mire himself in this drama. I'd so, say the stuff he's done since the fucking coach bugs worse, Richard, if you look at who's trying to implode. Like, his actual thing, he'd served the crime for that. He was already yep. done. That was yeah, in the past. He's actually done worse stuff in the wake of this, trying to sort of like battle his way out of it and paint his way out of the corner. Yeah, but but, but he would never have been in a corner. Uh, you know, he chose to be in the corner. He got back from doing a year ban, which, by the way, one of the big criticisms I would level at ESIC is they've really got to figure out the sort of hierarchical structure of their bans because two years for sharing strats to subvert the outcome of a tournament, one year for actual cheating on two occasions that did subvert the outcome of a tournament that they won with a $30,000 prize these things don't align and this is so I I would have gone so far as to say I mean he should have had a longer ban in the first instance and then none of us are here but the difference there is because Hunden does seem to have some sort of elements uh, and again this is not my professional opinion because I'm not qualified to make these determinations but if I was to guess there's some elements of psychopathy in there Uh, I'll give you a joke and now it turns out, Richard, the one good thing he seemed to have done, which really won favour with me, is that he came forwards, actually, before he necessarily had to. Exactly. No, now it looks like he just fucking snitched on himself. 
Rap snitches. Well, well no. So the, <laughs> the a and a half. <laughs> so the reason he wanted MF'd him I, forever. The Just reason he wanted, I think, to sort of do that now in a in a grander context is there seems to be some part of his brain that likes attention even more than the average anime profile zoomer on fucking you know it, Snapchat. It, it's ridiculous. Um, he he he. he, 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 he yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a boomer check. I know. Yeah. That's, oh, that's almost like when Monty in twenty fifteen was like, "What is this Snapchat everyone's talking about? I should download." It's like Monty, that you're you were only about twenty eight then, or something. Like that was like a fucking fifty year old man take. But yeah, uh, I wonder how much of it? I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that he had all that sort of attention and uh, you know uh, all all the uh, the just the, the the large amounts of respect from the Danish community, the overall. CS community as this guy who you know brings up these young players, makes them into real good, and then he lost. Not that even when that, he got Davey. Banned, It's not even that. that. You, you, uh, let me let me tell you. I mean, Duncan touched on it earlier. Mm -hmm. The accelerator pad for why this has blown up and why TV2.dk have published, you know, a really weak set of stories um, and blown out proportion. It simply comes back to the fact that my understanding is Eric Askarid's not particularly well liked in Denmark. Uh, his ongoing tete-a-tete -tete with Astralis hasn't been particularly well received. And the fact that these are a group of players who for the longest time have been despised. When Cadian and his crew won uh, DreamHack, uh, and then, and this was when Hunden first got banned, uh, even though the cheating hadn't took place at DreamHack, it was a long time in the past prior to that, they'd clearly still been a really good, well-drilled team. This had zero impact on that competition. Uh, everybody said, yes, this is why they're winning in the online era. They're all cheating. Yep. There, was a, there was a rush to judgment, and this judgment wasn't even placed on the person who got banned for cheating. It was literally laid on the door, very quickly. It was laid on the doorstep of the players for reasons, you know, that we can only assume is prejudice and, and, and bias against them based on their personalities and reputations it's within a small scene. It's just because it's easy, right? Yeah, it's just, it's, sure. it's, 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 it's just easy shit to throw for the random idiot in a, in a Twitch chat, right? It's like, mm. they, they're just spam, spam, oh, cheaters, 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 because they're mad that the team they, they wanted to win lost to them, right? It's just, it's just easy. Like, I, I think for most of it, it's probably not, not even really that deep. Yeah. I wanted to quickly actually just reference the past that Richard's saying, though, because again, people who don't know CSGO aren't going to know this. There's two details here. One of the all-time redemption arc, personally and professionally, in the history of CSGO that I'm aware of, I've never seen this happen, is the player Cadian. Because if people don't know, way back in the day when he was just a little shit, like everyone who's 16 or whatever, and, taught, and chatting shit to players, and then people who were better than you, you don't respect them. And so what happened was, way back in the day, Within the Danish scene, there was a Facebook group effectively called Fuck Cadian. It was like the no, it's like that the No Homers fucking club on the treehouse. It was like no Cadians allowed, and everyone was in it, and it was sort of like, yeah, fuck this guy. This is ages ago, right? So as a result, for example, if people don't know, when he was one of the desk analysts who replaced me at Canavite kind of 2014, he wasn't playing in a Danish team. He was playing in a mad mouse sports team with players that were rejects from every single region. And then he literally played many different teams that weren't Danish teams. He played in the fucking rogue lineup oh, with like and Bulgarian player, and then he got to the NA one that had a bunch of players that had. so this guy had to be the ultimate journeyman and I have to say if you watched his game back then his problem is he wasn't a superstar player he was like a streaky orper who could have a good map and hit everything he had a flicky style or he could have a bad map and miss everything and basically everyone thought look 
I, I don't like you. And you're also not, it's not like you're simple. So I don't have to bring you into my team. Then he got to this heroic squad who with the old lineup, it was a much weaker lineup, like Nico and fucking Borobant, Tessis and Refresh. They had a much weaker lineup, but because of the online era, that was their vibe. They got to number one ranking in the world, literally, in, I think it was last summer or something. So when this happened as well, it wasn't even just that it was like, oh, the other players carrying People like Stown, who'd been considered, this is going to be the next great player, you've got to watch him. No, Cadian was actually the one, IGLing, Orping, and his numbers were inconceivable for someone who's played that long. I've never seen a player, Davey, ever go from like, I'm going to guess he was like a 1.0 rating or something his whole career, to suddenly, he was doing months, like three months in a row, he'd have a 1.26 rating, which is like some, that's like bordering on Zewu shit if people don't know. His He went so high up that people, listen, even I was thinking, even online play, this can't be it. Like, people were thinking he has to cheat. It has to be cheating somehow. So there's Cadian, right? Then there's the angle of heroic, which is, as Richard says, this main Eric guy, I don't know anyone else within the heroic org, he's another person where all of his dealings that I've found out about, and even actually being able to speak to him about some of them, they don't add up unless, and this is the sad thing, this guy, I'll give credit to fucking Nicola Lyholm. He at least actually fucking tricks the other people and gets his way. He might not win with me and Richard. We can put a little bit of mud on his face, but he still in the end does get the money. He does tend to get what he wants and he does trick a bunch of fucking morons. Shout out Flashpoint owners. But here's the issue. The Eric, the Eric guy is like a moron who tries to be like Nicola Nyholm, but isn't even as good because as far as I can tell, he's fucking owned himself about five times in a row and he still thinks it's a master plan like some Bond villain that's going to like spin to his favor at the end because i'll give you a couple of quick things that happened last year right and remember this is a guy who supposedly and told me i, I didn't ask him to do the call by the way so i'm not speaking out of school here he told me oh i don't like astralis and in fact i'm going to sue them and i'm and, you know and i because he was trying to explain away things that are inconceivable if that is true one if you remember the story Flashpoint actually got heroic the team when they were number 14 in the world for season one. Except they didn't because when they arrived in fucking LA, it turned out that like one of them didn't want to sign the contract. What does that mean? It turned out basically heroic just sort of told them you've been sold to FPX, the Chinese. And apparently the, the terms of their de new deal were weird and you were supposed to sign a contract. You haven't negotiated the salary. Like it was all, it was all over the place. There was all sorts of fuckery involved in this. And so one of the players, Tag instead chose to go and join Astralis. He said, I'm going to sit out the rest of my contract and I'm going to join Astralis. In fact, I've already signed with them as soon as my contract ends. And so they had this whole saga. So already you've sort of fucked up your own team selling it and then it didn't get sold. It came back and it, it wasn't FPX anymore. And then they actually became the number one team. And then you've sold a player to your main rival who actually, by the way, they desperately needed. And they used to even win Pro League a few months later. Again, I wouldn't... I, I like... I'm like Carlos from G2. I just wouldn't sell good players to my rivals. I wouldn't give you pieces to beat me with. And then on top of that, there was an incident where when Astralis had the two players have to get, basically, Glaive got a medical note saying, like, I'm burned out from a doctor, and they had to give him time off. So when Zipnix found this out, I heard he just sort of said, well, fuck that. I've wanted time off the whole time. I'm just going away anyway. If he's going out, I'm going out. So they both came out of the team, and they were desperate for players, because Esetar can't play yet. He's still under the heroic contract and there are no players available unless you want to buy players
days and the market's very inflated. So they managed to find right before, something like the night before the blast showdown, which they desperately needed to get through, they signed... A week earlier or two weeks earlier, they signed Yugi, one of the most washed players of all time. Nobody was thinking about this guy. He was nowhere near relevant. They signed him to join the team. And then that something like the night before the blast showdown, Heroic had sold Snappy, the in-game leader of the original team, to this, like, I think it was like, what team was it from? It's someplace in Southeast Asia, Mongolia, yeah. I think. Something, somewhere mad like that. It was a team called Tiger, Tigers. I think it was. Yeah, and basically, yeah. even though they'd sold it, I heard they hadn't actually signed the contract yet. They hadn't penned it, you know. And what happened was, this heroic guy basically got asked, I think, by Snappy, like, look... I know I'm supposed to go to this, like, fucking Tiger team, but Astralis is asking me to stand in. Like, you've got to let me do this. Like, please, like, can I just go and stand in for this team? And the, and the, this fucking CEO guy claimed to me, like, oh, I just decided, like, you know, he asked me personally. I've got to sort of let him go, haven't I? And I was like, just so I can be clear, because I was, I was like a phone call. I was like, just so I'm clear, this is the team you want to fuck in the ass and you're going to sue to the ground, right? But you're helping them last minute when they're basically in the water. You're throwing life preservers to them. And you hate them, though. Like, you hate them. And he... And basically, he was trying to spin it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like part of the master plan. Like, you help him a couple of times. And like, you fuck him <laughs> in the long... And I'll just... Listen, all I'm going to say is he's another person where it's like, mate, I wouldn't trust you as far as I could piss into your open mouth. Like, this is not <laughs> someone I trust on any level. You can keep that in if you want. It's fucking fire. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, this guy cannot be believed in any case. So even though Monty stressed, as they always do in Heroic, it's new management, it's new times, new teeth, it's new technology. It's me, DJ Khaled, on fucking Instagram every day. <laughs> Straight fire reference, if you know. But basically, here's the thing. Even though they claim that, they made the classic mistake of bringing the one big dickhead who everyone knew was doing shit in Heroic over, and even if it was maybe just like a fucking role for the PR to be like, we've still got someone from the original team the fact that he's involved at all in anything later makes me have my questions about their rock or even i don't know the new management i just don't, don't get it i just don't get it i just don't get why the like like you're saying it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense what that guy was doing with the with the player transfer stuff i mean obviously with with, with the s tag one he actually couldn't do anything about that because of eu law right you, yes. you get to you get to sign a con you get to sign a, a pre-contract because of the bosman the or the whatever it was the uh ruling thing the yeah. Bosman yeah. Ruling, yeah yeah exactly so that one he couldn't do anything about but yeah the snappy one is the guy just seems like he's kind of uh just kind of lost i think because you know what i mean yeah, yeah it just seems kind of lost which is a uh, some some weird decisions which i guess makes sense why uh, you know the uh he tried to have them all sign that crazy nda afterwards like he just like you said he's just sort of doesn't just doesn't really know what he's doing by the sounds of it well, I mean, the new one. Yeah, this is this is where I think it's a good segue to get into the fact that you know. So, just so people know, uh, in February um, of 2021, uh, the old heroic ownership, which was owned by the Serenades Group, I think it was called. Uh, I can't remember. They've been involved in some of the eSports stuff before. I'm not too sure. Maybe it might have been Aura, Origin back in the day or whatever. Anyway, they've been around eSports for a while, and they were the heroic owners. Um, they had uh, decided they want to sell up. And so uh, there's a Norwegian uh, group called Omakan Sports. Uh, and what they did is they did an $18 million raise. Uh, of money, and they spent a significant chunk of that, an undisclosed fee, because it's esports and fuck transparency, on acquiring uh, Her Heroic, the brand. 
And as part of that agreement, Eric Askerid, the linchpin for all of the fuckery and nonsense and also incompetence, was kept on. Uh, his bio still says Chief Gaming Officer. It said Chief Gaming Officer under the old regime. Maybe his duties were the same. I imagine it was more of an advisory role, uh, one of those kind of like legacy hires. You know how it goes in esports. You buy a brand, you keep the people that were working on it on the books for as long as you can sort of justify it, and then you pension them off at some point in the future when you anything um so anyway uh this new group has acquired heroic and immediately had this bomb in a festival toilet just go off and spray shit everywhere so they have essentially bought a lemon because i don't know what their brand value is now if you were to try if you were trying to sell heroic now it would be for a fraction of the value that they bought it for so i do feel greatly sorry for these guys because they played no part yeah. in yeah, it's also like you can understand how this happens too, because okay, if you are if you're a company that or a, a firm that's looking to invest in esports and acquire a team, uh, heroic is like obviously like you can't acquire Astralis; they're publicly traded right now. You know, you you have limited options of a team that's for sale at any given point in time. You want to run a Nordic team. Heroic's been making you know these incredible moves that yes, have gotten them on top of the scene like they're looking like a top team looking like they're better than Astralis you know at certain points in time so it looks like something really great to to buy and also if you're being told by the people who are selling it to you oh you know this hunted thing we're, we're it's behind us now yeah. you know uh, it's going to be over soon by the time you take ownership you know it's pretty much going to be done and then we'll have him come back to the team he's such a great coach and um they've seen all this success th since then as, as somebody who wants to buy a team, you want to believe that, right? Of you course. want to believe you're, you're going to buy into what they tell you because you want to believe in the best possible outcome for all of this stuff. And honestly, who could have known that Hunted would randomly go oh, crazy gosh. and like release all this stuff? <laughs> who could right? predict that and, and here's, another, here's another aspect to it, Monty, that, you know, when you talk about timing and, you know, I can't be concerned with timing and how it fucks people over, as you know, right? I just got to do me and, 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 oh, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and, I, I, my ethics relate to the community. I can't worry if something's an inconvenience. But the the reality is, this new group, they were pitching to join the Louvre teams over at ESL, and they've apparently, according to my sources, they were requesting a specific meeting to essentially explain, you know, this is. This, you know, all of this stuff's nothing to do with us. Please, like, we still want to be part of the league. We've yeah, still yeah. got the money. We'll still be positive contributors. We're going to get rid of Eric. We're going to get rid of all of these people. But obviously, a lot of the other owners and, of course, ESL themselves are massively reluctant because the last thing you want to do is let an organ that has this kind of taint on it. So I mean, I guess I'm not, as, I'm not as pessimistic as you are. I mean, I think mm. they can do a lot. Like, I think the end result of this of like, okay, we're going to get rid of Hunden. And, you know, if the players aren't implicated, which I think we're in agreement that they should not be given the current state of evidence, then they still have a strong core of players. They can try and go out and find a new head coach. I think people will forget about this because like for me, it, it, my perception of this is that most of the the taint is on Hunded, not on the org. Yeah. That's how I perceive it, at least. I, I I agree, but until the record is corrected publicly, it's going to follow the players, 
Um, and I don't think that's ever going to go away because I know how fucking stupid the community is. You know, remember, I choke slammed an innocent Swedish 12-year-old through a desk uh, at Hell in the Cell Dreamhack 2015. But it's that's true. Years late. Yeah, well, I did do that, of course, yeah. Davey, as you know. Um, but, you know, the... the, 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 the what the problem we've got is when everything we do is dig digital and social media that morons just repeat lies and half truths and things they think they've heard and all of the apparatus for spreading information we rely on in esports are essentially consensus rewarding machines it is the little skinner box where if you get 50 upvotes you're right no matter how false your statement is and so these players are going to have to live with this for the rest of their lives in my opinion and i think to some degree there's no gonna there's going to be no getting away from the fact that heroic are going to be called cheaters for a long time regardless of the facts yeah, and um, I, I do just want to say again, sorry guys, I do have to go. I, I, mm. I do have that out. I have to go and uh, mold the next great generation of NA Counter-Strike players. And the Using the like your work, sir. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but um, I do just want to say, uh, going based on what you were just talking about right there, um, I've played with very minuscule amounts of pressure comparatively to most players in my career, right? Never on teams that were really expected to win games. You know, like, you know I, I played with way less pressure than a lot of people, and I couldn't imagine playing and continuing to play well with the hate and pressure that the heroic players are under right now. So massive credit to them for still playing as well as they are. Young players, new players, right? These aren't these guys aren't yes. seasoned vets. They're they're in their early 20s, mm. teens. Cadian's really the only seasoned vet over there. So the fact that all of those young players are still able to keep playing this well, especially especially the uh, the, the guys who weren't even on the team at the time, right? Yes. Like, they're, and they're the ones getting all this hate. They're like, man, we weren't even here. So the fact that mm -hmm. they're able to still keep playing so well, play as well as they do, obviously for me, you know, having played for so long, that is a huge testament to their character, I think. Yeah, if people don't know, even during the absolute peak of like media for all, Reddit, speculation, other super decorated tenured players yep. coming out and basically saying like this is a disgrace, blah, blah, blah. Even the greatest player in the world saying like you scar me if you do this thing. Even in the face of all that, they were playing, no joke, some of their best Counter-Strike they've ever played and giving insane banger matches like the one against Team Liquid, etc. Which is absolutely absolute unreal level of performance. Yeah, by the way, whether they did it or not, that's, that's amazing. Anyone could yeah. perform under that pressure. I agree. So I am sorry, guys, but I do have to go. I appreciate y'all right. for having me. Monty, nice to get to talk to you. Duncan, Likewise. Rich, as always. <laughs> See you later, yeah. guys. Love you, brother. All right. We're going we're gonna to switch over to another, the, to the three box instead, now that Davey is gone. So we'll just take a quick break, and we'll probably close this up with some, some final speculation about what might be happening All in right. the future. All right, we're here to give our final takes on this, where we think it might going, maybe going the the f upcoming apocalypse uh, episode of the Four Horsemen that will eventually come out with uh, with uh, the the CS:GO match fixing and Valorant yeah. player shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be a great day. I think. Looking forward Is to that. It? Show. <laughs> it's going to be another disappointing day in the history of esports. Oh, I mean, look. Like, uh, you know, I got an appearance on October 4th. I was talking about it a little bit before we go live where I'm going to be actually speaking at uh, uh, Integrity. Uh, it's like a ga it's like an annual gathering of people from, like, governments and who work for, like, gambling companies and entities. I'm, like, a guest speaker there. And, like, my topic is called How Bad Is It Really? Talking about esports. <laughs> talking about esports integrity <laughs> problems. So that's going to be fantastic. Uh, and because, obviously... 
there's a number of aspects in esports that makes it worse than real sports. You know, for example, um, one of the points we're going to make in the talk is, right, if me and you fix a football match, right, we all have to get together before. We all have to know what the fix is, how to execute it, and also how to, like, ensure that the opponents who might not be aware of it can't fuck with it. And so, you know, we can't in real time on the fly alter the plan to a great degree. In esports, I can just give you a stream of what your opponent's doing live. Mm -hmm. You will always know what they're doing in real time, digitally, virtually untraceable. You know, imagine that. You can't do that in football. You can't walk into the mind of the team captain on the opponents and bet on yourself to win, right? So so we've got real fucking problems. And and like I, like I was saying earlier, you know, Canada doesn't even have match fixing laws, and a lot of these cunts are from that's Canada. And one of the stories that have you know that's going to come out when we do it is one of the OG match fixers in ESEA was telling everyone, "Listen, we're not even breaking the law, guys. Go fucking nuts." So you know, it's a mess. It's it's a mess. It's a glorious mess. It's why I've resigned to. Like I say, I'm getting mine. I'm not doing any of this for the scene, by the way, anymore. I'm doing it for me. I'm going to parlay this into a book deal. I'm going to parlay this into public speaking. I'm going to parlay this into becoming a professor at a university and doing lectures. And I'm just going to get older, fatter, balder, and watch it burn from a safe distance. Thank you very much. I think that's fair. I think you deserve yeah, that. I've earned that. <laughs> You've earned that. All right. So any any closing thoughts you guys mm. have on all of this? Because it just seems wild where this is going. I, I do think that the Heroic Org is probably gonna be okay at the end of at the end of this. I don't think it's it's the end times, especially since they have new management. They can claim that. I hope the players as it, it unless there's new evidence that comes out, I hope the players aren't implicated in this. It doesn't seem like there's irrefutable evidence that they were, so yeah, I mean, to that point, because I haven't talked about everything, but I won't start dredging up other aspects uh, to it. Um, you know, the things I've seen, and again, I do not know if it is the entirety of the scope of E6 investigation. I have been effectively sent documents that pertain to the media coverage. I have gone over those documents. I have gone over those uh, calls and transcripts and chat logs and the NDA. And what it points to is this. Hunden definitely cheated. Almost immediately after Hunden cheating, Eric Askerid wanted to collude to bring everyone into a code of silence, offering financial penalties for those that would not, uh, and effectively compelling people to be silent in future. What we do know from the chat logs is at least one player threatened to leave the team. He's no longer there. Who's to say it wasn't a deciding factor in them leaving? How then can that player be impugned or punished at all? Um... And also, in addition to that, there was a meeting held of which there is chat log evidence to discuss keeping Hunden in the org in its entirety. Now, if, if you have colluded with someone, if you are a co-conspirator in effectively an attempt to defraud teams, why would you need to hold a meeting to get your buy-in to keep the player around? You simply wouldn't. And so all the evidence suggests that the players reluctantly accepted keeping Hunden around as a cost of doing business and a cost for success, but they refused to contractually commit to a code of silence that ultimately would have protected all of them. And I think they should be fully commended for that. The smartest thing they ever did was not sign that NDA, in my opinion. Um, finally, on the point of Nico, uh, Nico might be the only player that is punished 
because there is an aspect of self-incrimination. As I said, if you say we all knew, you're saying I knew. And the only person you can honestly say is yourself. I can't know what you know. I can strongly suspect. I can make an inference. I can give an opinion. But ultimately, Nico said, yes, we all knew. Keep in mind, and again, I'll read you the full context of the sentence because TV uh, uh, 2.tk left this out. Nico asked the following question. Uh, sorry. Right. So here's the following exchange. Uh, yes, that's the thing. That, and that's what's true here as well. As we have also talked about before, everyone emphasized on our team knew. And then Hunden says, yes, 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 yeah. And then Nico says, maybe not in the first match, but after. Everyone knew. So, and, and then Hunden says, yes, and it's also, I mean, I'm able to tell from the conversations we have had afterwards, it is pretty clear more people knew the second time around compared to the first time. And Nico says, yeah. So that exchange there suggests that Nico suspected something was untoward. He was sharp enough to have his suspicions. At worst, they went into the game against Team Spirit, the final cheating example, and were aware that maybe Hunden had an advantage. At best, no one else but Nico knew, and Nico didn't report. If he deserves a punishment for that, and the only reason we even know his own mind is that Hunden basically asked him of, for 45 to 50 minutes. He's effectively interrogated him without his knowledge it was being recorded. Well, he's also like incepting these thoughts into him over that period yes, of time too. Absolutely. That's one thing I wanted to say as a counter. This is an alternative that people aren't even going to consider, especially in light of the way Richard very, very carefully pointed out that Nico is not necessarily, I'll say, neurotypical like the rest of you. Yeah, and does not that's a good way think, of framing it. Think yeah. the way that you all think and will not necessarily follow the same conclusions that you might claim are your logical um, like processes. What I'll say is this. Remember, this was a private conversation. When you have a conversation, you also are fully aware of your audience and you speak to your audience and you will sometimes say things that are not entirely true, white lies. You might say all sorts of things. You might say things to comfort someone that is not necessarily factually true. So in a scenario like this, can you not imagine someone potentially knowing a little bit about a situation, not knowing some parts about a situation, having a conversation? Again, if this is a 50-minute conversation, who the fuck knows what else is in all the rest of this call like i don't know if you have the entire transcript what if 40 minutes of it is like sort of the guy i don't know if i entirely remember whatever and he gets him to this point and at this point maybe the guy who he might even be grandstanding yeah of course i knew yeah i knew the whole time you were doing it uh, yeah. and like remember he doesn't ever know that anyone else gets to know this information his teammates might never get to know the information oh. the public doesn't so again you can't take it at face value I'll like this wasn't you one like further. everyone you know like he knew that we were going to hear this and was just admitting it you know I'll, I'll go you one further there is a reason that there is no one else who has been recorded and that is that Hunden has specifically remember this call is a year after the fact Hunden, yeah. despite claiming has super strong evidence took it upon himself uh, essentially last month to desperately scramble to acquire more evidence and he selected someone he knew was not neurotypical and attempted to exploit that vulnerability to enhance his own case for me, if, if this was a court, and again, I know it's not a lawyer, etc., yeah, yeah. et different jurisdictions, but I, I genuinely believe no judge would admit this. 
I mean, look, I think I think that you shouldn't consider this this evidence if you're ESIC just because it was obtained in such a questionable manner. Like you can't you can't set a precedent where somebody a year later can secretly record a call to to manufacture a gotcha moment and then submit that as evidence that this person knew at the time. Like. By the way, that we're in a world where, like, I, I could literally, as a joke in a team speak with you, say, yeah, I knew about it as well, and I actually helped someone do it. Oh, I'm just kidding, lads. And then you cut off the speaking part, like, just kidding, lads. It's just that part. Yeah. You got your... That's the present we're setting. We're in some yeah, mad gotcha exactly. journalism world at that point in time, <laughs> yeah, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, so I just, I just don't even think, like, even if you believe that, that Nico knew, I don't think you can actually accept, in, in good faith, accept evidence like that in order to ban Nico. That yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'll be honest, I'm ambivalent on that framing because it's only thanks to a recording that we were able to effectively blow open the ESEA match fixing. Um, and I, w I will say the content of that recording, no one is being asked leading questions and it is utterly damning. But, but the, the difference, Richard, with this mm. is that Hunden intentionally yeah. went to Nico we, despite so it's like the guilty party the party we know cheated and was implicated goes to a player a year later with the intention of secretly recording this conversation yes. to then entrap that player i think yeah. that's the difference is the intention yeah, behind absolutely. the recording is super different like if the, if a recording surfaced that was like their comms during that game that yeah, yeah. showed it that would be very different yes exactly mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I say, I, I, I think um, this, for me, I, I, I don't know which way Isak are going to go. I think the only player that even is potentially in the frame to be banned is Nico on the basis of this self-incrimination, uh, which is, I guess, a way of describing it. Um, it I, I personally, based on everything I've seen, and as I said, maybe there's more, I don't know, but based on everything I've seen, you have to give the players a pass. Uh, yeah. And certainly, I think, honestly, the stress of Nico, uh, you, you know, the, the stress of Nico essentially being the linchpin of this guy's fucking flimsy case, the fact that he tried to trick him, he tried to trick him one time a year ago and then came back and tried to trick him again. And recorded this call and then put that out there. And then TV, and remember, he's not even at Heroic anymore. He's moved on with his life, moved on with his career. And all he has said, again, that the entirety of the evidence is, yeah, I probably thought something was up. That's it. That is the, the, the <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'd just throw this in there because actually Richard made this point on, I think it was on the by the numbers that you had with Anders, when the one where I was undisclosed away. Basically, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I made that so sinister. I've got that up in many ways, yeah. Secret, don't tell him. Tell him about yeah, yeah. secret marriage, don't. Nah, don't worry about it. So basically, <laughs> what happened was, uh, well, on this episode, Richard made this very salient point, I thought, which is two of the big names that came out during this, like, moral outrage and everyone's bobbling up mm. and can't handle I probably can't handle it anymore. Two of the big names, enormous names, their Hall of Famers, first ballot, was Carrigan from Face Clan, and he basically sort of said, like, you know, like, 
again, like it's sort of outrageous, blah, 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 whatever. The gist of it was like, you know, what the fuck are these guys doing? I can't believe it. I played this game. It's a beautiful game for 20 years, you know, fucking. And then Simple, the greatest player of all time, made a comment that was like, you use coach bug, you equal scum or something, right? Now, here's the point that Richard made. I won't make a long version. I'll be very quick, quick with it. Carrigan's coach in FaZe Clan, even though he supposedly was unknowingly used the coach bug, accidentally for one round or something, and it appears he wasn't moving away. But even so, like, Sorry, he's in the world, real house of what you're saying. It's just he's your mate, by the way, currently your coach again. Then you have Simple, who, by the way, as Richard, I'm so glad you put this on the record because I wasn't certain and I actually had to sort of give Simple the fucking shitty benefit of the doubt when he lied to me publicly in a tweet where he replied to my tweet where I said he cheated Richard and he said yeah. that ban wasn't from CSGO, which has always been what he's maintained. As far yeah, as I know, from what Richard looked into with ESL, this was confirmed, Simple literally cheated in... CSGO. That is worse, by the way, than using the coach bug. You actually fucking cheated, and then uh, but he claims it was from the previous game, 1.6, because that's the fucked up way that you sort of wash your sins away in CSGO. It has to be in CSGO. And then if people don't know, tried to evade the ban that he had, because it was an ESL wire ban, mm -hmm. not a VAC ban, and it was because he had to evade that ban. He did evade that ban rather, that if people don't know, he was banned from two years of majors, which is why you didn't see simpler a major until ESL1 Cologne 2016 with Team Liquid. In all the majors that you saw Flipside play, where Simple was the fucking star player, they played with that Davkost guy as a stand-in, even though they qualified. So, like, basically, the, the idea these are the people pointing fingers. It's like, cunt, you're actually making that shit cliche that when you point a finger, four point back at you or whatever the fuck that garbage people say. It's like, you fucking idiots, just shut the fuck up if you've been involved, even tangentially, with cheating. With fucking yep. cheating. So, again, listen, it's one thing if certain people in the community say these things. But like I say, this just shows that some of that reaction was essentially, I just don't like this guy. So I'll just use this as the reason to pretend I don't like him. You just don't like Cadian, etc. That's fine. You don't have to. But don't basically grandstand in a way you wouldn't if it was about yourself. Especially, like I say, if you cheated. Listen. Don't, I'd say, I'd go ahead and say if you cheated, don't have an opinion on anything to do with other people doing ethically fucked up stuff. <laughs> yep, and just, just so me. everybody knows, and you can go and look this up, because ESL keep records of these things, it was a 2013 ESL wire, their anti-cheat ban How for How old was he, like 14? Uh, not even... Like seven, 16, I think, maybe. Yeah, not All even right. that young. And then it, what triggered the, the extension of that ban was that he tried to get around it because there was the EMS1 Katowice qualifiers in 2014, and he played in that. And when, when it was exposed, you know, he was playing around a he wire ban. 15 or 16 at the time. Yeah, he would... So, listen... We all make mistakes, etc., etc. I love a good redemption arc, of which Simple certainly done it. But you yep. do not, you do not get to impugn the reputation of players <laughs> that haven't been found guilty. Yes. When not only have you been found guilty, you have lied about it for years and let that lie snowball. To, oh, it was one point six. Oh, was he even banned? Oh, I don't know. And then just hit off. So fuck that. That's ridiculous. I won't tolerate that. But anyway, so just to end my little bit, my my, what I'm going to do is I've already pre-written this article. I'm kind of waiting for the press release to come into my inbox, and then I'm going to publish. You know, my my gut read is Isak will not be banning any of the players. That is my gut read. I have seen it just nothing. It's inconclusive. Do you think? 
Put it this way, as I said, I'm not going to come out and say they're innocent, but I don't need to, and none of us need yes. to do that. No, no. There is simply no evidence that shows them to be guilty. There is hearsay, right. there is conjecture, and the source of all of it seemingly is Hunden himself, who has lost all credibility as a witness, as a yes. human. You know, this is a guy who cannot be trusted. This is a guy who is an habitual liar. This yep. is a guy who is a convicted cheater. This is a guy who is a deluded fantasist. You know, so if he's the source of it all, I think disqualify it on that basis. Yes. Everything, I, everything the tree, as you said, through yeah. the poison tree. But everything I've looked at, and including the fact that uh, the server logs, which were meant to be the smoking gun, the expert TV2.dk quoted has said they misquoted him and that maybe not maliciously, that it had got lost in translation, but there is no way server logs could ever prove Hunden's version beyond a doubt. That's it then. Pack it up, go home, leave these heroic players alone. Leave them alone. It is. It has gone. It has gone beyond a joke. Especially when there are two players from Hard Legion currently playing in the CIS RMR right now, with a chance to potentially get through. There are numerous players that had coaches banned for prolonged yes. periods of time. We're all loving the fucking Mouse Sports Redemption arc, aren't we? You know, and all of this stuff. Well, go look up what their coach, you know, uh, got banned for and how long he's banned for. We simply. Oh, there's yep. tons of... Basically, here's the problem. The reason you can't say, fuck these players, they must have known, is all your favourite fucking players seemingly knew, with the exception of rare cases actually argue... I mean, irony of ironies, like Astralis. There was no... There's literally oh. no reason at all to believe Astralis was involved with this. If we were going to do this, we had to do it at the time. Yes. And maybe we should have done. Maybe we should have literally took the 37 teams with the 37 coaches... And we should have sat them all down and we should have removed them from play and suspended yeah. them and we should have investigated them all. But Isik is essentially three people. So that could never happen. And so what we're left with is, like I say, hearsay, rumor mongering, guesswork. You cannot issue suspensions on that basis. And I would also point to, we know for a fact that when there hasn't been headshot evidence ESIC doesn't issue bans we know that from the stream sniping drama at blast yes they they will yep. err on the side of caution and the community should welcome that so those are my final thoughts gentlemen I think we've, we've pretty much said that most of the things that need to be said, like obviously Hunden is an outrageous piece of shit and all the things he's done is so egregious. And the worst part of it all, I actually think the worst part of it all beyond the ethical aspect, obviously, is that the fucking imbecile didn't even get anything out of it at the end. He actually just torched everything that meant everything in Counter-Strike to him. And if you know, by the way, here's a detail people might not understand. Because he goes back into Source as well, and I used to always think admirably, kept playing CSGO when he was in literally Tier 3 and nobody fucking knew him who wasn't from source basically in early csgo i used to admire the fact he was going to be a lifer in csgo in counter-strike like this guy dedicated him at this point in time like the idiot even took the one thing he had he ever proved in his life he was good at and fucking ruined it forever for himself and tried to ruin the lives of a bunch of young men along the way who he knew already had a precedent that they were disliked because they were either successful or were maybe just mean to people and rude when they were younger like i think that 
that is actually outrageous. I do think, like, basically, I don't, I, aside from people who are, like, just openly saying I'm a liar or something, I very rarely say people are actually pieces of shit. But in this particular scenario, again, like Richard said, what redeeming qualities does this individual have? Like, at this point in time, I, I even think, like, the fact he came forward in the beginning is because he just knew what a fuck-up he is. So he thought, right, I better get ahead of this fucking story. That was his, uh, it wasn't necessarily, a, a, like, a charitable act where he was trying to do something for the scene and help us all. So I find that all outrageous. The heroic orcs, certainly, if there's some fuckery involved all over the place. Like I said, every time I've ever heard about something and heard the behind the scenes, it's like these motherfuckers, they're always trying some little scam. So they're like a shit version of Astralis. At least Astralis execute and actually get away and seem, it seems to actually help them. These motherfuckers just keep shooting themselves in the foot. And there's actually another unrelated story relating to the heroic orgs previous management brewing as well, which I think, um, what are they called? Uh, Jackson, the uh, the ah, um, yes. Danish, Danish out outlets, yeah. yeah, might be covering. So definitely keep an eye on that as well. And I would just say the saddest part about all this is that I actually personally imagine this will haunt some of these players. Some players in the scene certainly will claim they knew and probably try and keep them out of teams and stuff, no matter how good they are. And I would just say the one last thing is this, and I'll make this to make it like a half humorous aspect. Like Richard says, this is how much I would stress that there is no evidence that these players knew, unless you just think like it can be speculated that people would have to know because maybe the guy made the calls too obvious. Beyond that, I would just say this and I'll phrase it very carefully. Based on the evidence I've seen in the two different cases, I think personally there's a much more compelling case Flusher cheated in professional play at majors in 2014. By the way, I'd tell the motherfucker to his face I have that I think he did it. But I can only say I think he did it. So that's as far as I can ever go. And I can't personally punish Flusher. If he did it, he got away with it. So in this scenario, I think there's far, far less evidence that these players knew. In fact, there is none. It's pure speculation. And you have to sort of walk into their mind and do what everyone does, which is why I think you'd only think this and say this if this. And then that's all just at that point in time, you're in fantasy land. Like you aren't an expert witness. You aren't a psychology major. You don't know anything about the big five personality traits. You're just speaking out of your ass about what you think you'd do. So I would just say, I hope, despite the fact I know it can't be the case, that we can sort of rewind the fucking clock, put the genie back in the bottle on blaming the players. In fact, I'll I'll probably even after this do a tweet which i'm not obliged to do well just say that if anyone took my tweet about cadian to mean that he was certainly guilty and that he is somehow obliged to speak about it that i'll clarify that is not what i was saying i was essentially saying if you're going to be the loudmouth about every other topic in the scene and then you get him yeah. then you're going to look really bad if you don't say something, mate. Because what I essentially said was you fucked your redemption arc. Like now people have a reason to go, he was always the same guy. So I thought that'd be my final statement. Yeah, also, I think it's also I'm not going to have any of the grog questions for this one because unfortunately we did some insight last night. We basically used them all up, but which is a shame because some of them are like not related to the game would have been interesting from Richard. But on the next one, we'll make sure we save a few. Just before just Monty wraps up, um, what did you talk? I didn't. I didn't watch summoning insight. Did you talk about all the G two stuff? Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll watch that tonight. It's <laughs> at the beginning. I, I can't believe that we're in 2021 and League of Legends fans still haven't figured out how it. fucking sports works. Carlos is a piece of shit for doing what's best for him. Yeah, like, oh, I wanted a piece of that. I was hoping we've, we we've, we've done, we've done be that good. one before, back with the perk stuff. Uh, yes. Right, in the yeah. day When it was like, oh, 
uh, Fnatic should have been able to get perks. It's like, no, that's that's not how contracts work. Like, yeah. I'm why, trying, why would Carlos want that? The whole region to just <laughs> benefit Like, you have to fucking think about yeah. that. If people don't know, the majesty, I'll very briefly just say, the majesty about that story is we're talking about teenagers who don't know anything about jobs, contracts, anything, who are saying things publicly, like a player still under contract should be allowed to go to any team he wants yeah. for any price that yeah, that's including their team's rival. So in yeah. the case of Fnatic, not only is Carlos obliged to sell one of his stars to his main rival, but actually if you know the numbers behind the scenes and how much Fnatic has, he would essentially have to also like give a, like a $5 million discount. And in doing so, <laughs> by the way, not make the player himself a multi-millionaire the second he signed that contract. Yeah, I know it's so in, it's so insane. So sorry, I'm 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 derailing. I always say this. I know the sentiment comes from the capitalist world in which it's like, wow, workers rise up, seize the means of production. When pro players and in League of Legends, this is especially the case. Make like sometimes five or 10 X what they can ever generate for the organization. The joke is the second they seize the means of production, they'll be broke motherfuckers with no money. It's why no pro player think it through guys in any game that's open does go and make his own team. Cause he just piss off that. Like, you know, when people think in OG, it was all their own money, Richard, they'd have yeah. no TI money left. You'd have cunts. They'd literally <laughs> have just bled it all away. How would that help them? The whole game of esports is the one person, right now who inarguably profits continuously with almost no loss is the pro player and he does right. it at the expense of every other entity in the industry while you sit there for free consuming all the content and going why isn't this in 1080p and also why are there adverts being played I don't want to watch Facebook you know what I mean like you fucking idiots it's the other way around the players I mean inadvertently thanks to fuckers like no Winston essentially exploit the teams you daft cunt <laughs> yeah, that's that's the end of my statement. And now, and finish now. <laughs> so you triggered me with the G two thousand. I literally, I was thinking about calling you up and saying, "Oh, if you're gonna get on that topic, get me in." Because here's the other so, thing. Yeah. Quickly address this, right? The other thing, the current story. The other thing, the current story is the idea that he's blocking this one team, right? Apparently, not even true. He's explicitly actually said, "If people want to go to that team, they can go to that team." That's yeah. also what's mad. I'm sick of this hysterical tone when anything happens, right? Where you take everything to fever pitch and it's 11, right? So essentially even if it was true, just like Fnatic let's say he's blocking one team, Richard it's Vitality, right? So what yeah. you're saying is, this player who's under contract that by the way, you could sell to literally anyone unless he has a special no trade clause or where he gets a say, it probably doesn't essentially, even though you could literally, by the way, if you don't like the guy, say I'm going to find the shittest team ever that'll still pay me some good money and I'll sell you to them because fuck you. Instead of that, what he's saying is you can go to any team in the entire world except one and fans are going he has no say he's a fucking slave and a prisoner he's trapping him he's a you're out of your minds, guys. Like Again, this is about the most reasonable. What I'll say quickly is this one thing I want to say. Carlos, one of the reasons I fuck with him is he shares the same thing me and Richard do, which is because we've had incredibly minor, overblown things we've done or said that people make out are actual crimes. Not a single one would ever be tried in a court of law. Not a single one would cause an arrest or is illegal. Not a single one compared to all the shit people do in esports. What people do is this. They use the fucked logic that because that's public imagination. 
imagine what they've done in private. Well, funny how none of you can ever dig a single skeleton up, isn't it? Meanwhile, so Carlos is like that. All of his sins are on front row. You've seen them all. You've been there out there. They're very minor. They're misspeaking. They're saying something stupid. They're being young. They're flaming people. Meanwhile... I actually know, because he's such an honest person and such a straightforward person, that's why they're out there. That's why it happens to me and Richard. Meanwhile, the guys you love, they're the ones who have all the skeletons in the closet. They're the <laughs> ones who paint the nice guy face on. And so when I see things on Reddit, like you guys are riding with Sam Matthews and Fnatic as the great org and the great guys and the ones who understand business, but Carlos and G2 are morons. you got it all completely inverted, you fucking cretins. And <laughs> now... The, the, the other thing to add on to this that I love about these fans and the philosophy of like, oh, yeah, perks should be allowed to go anywhere is they want, you know, to put it to put it in perspective, guys, when you are engaging in sports, you are engaging in peak capitalism. Okay. Yeah. Like this is the sports is the Ayn Randian fantasy of like the 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 titan of the industry being so crucial to the company or a country's or you know a team's success that without them the team is nothing right if they if they walk away then the results the productivity just plunges into the abyss like that's what you're signing up for in any sport the star players are paid many 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 multiples of what the average or bench player is paid when you engage in sports, you are engaging in like raw primal capitalism at in a, like at its absolute apex, right? And so to come in and like pretend that it's some sort of socialistic endeavor is like I don't think you understand what you're watching, guys. <laughs> like you can apply that to other factors of your life, but to try to uh, apply that to sports and competition is uh, absurd. So. Yeah. Fuck, fuck right off with that. Like, if you don't expect people to be capitalists in sports, you are wrong. <laughs> like, you are doing it wrong. You are thinking about it wrong. You are engaging with the content. In it a turned out way. as well. It was all bullshit anyway, right? I mean, <laughs> did, didn't even the person that leaked the report said, just to clarify, actually, it's a breakdown in interpersonal relationships within the team. And Carlos hasn't specifically said he won't be selling to Vitality. So, yep, cheers. <laughs> cheers for 3,000 comments all calling one of the greatest contributors to League of Legends history an irredeemable piece of shit. Wait, even though this is to get me banned, I'll just repeat again. When a post of mine, which was a totally accurate report, which later came to fruition exactly as I essentially implied with the very coach being fired, despite many people considering the, him the fucking coach of the split in the spring, I think he even won the award. When yep. I did this post, the reason Reddit mods removed the post was because they couldn't verify the sources. Now, that means that Reddit, essentially their mods, the implication is, co-signed that fake report. They co-signed that mistranslation. They co-signed 3,000 comments which have now tarred a man's reputation and will be repeated forever by Fnatic fans and Vitality fans on Reddit in uh, infinitum, where we all know those stories. You can never put that genie back. The Reddit mods themselves are basically complicit in that because of their past precedents that they've set. There we go. I'll just say it again. I keep saying the truth forever you choose what you do with it <laughs> all right all right all right so with that we're gonna wrap up this episode we did not have any questions actually in the grog coin channel because like at thorin said we answered them all yesterday i'm looking at the grog coin 25 right now so if you have four horsemen questions uh i guess we'll do them next time when you have them uh until then as usual esports delenda est we'll see you on the next scandal <laughs>